This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with Sean Anderson. What's up, everybody? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. This is weird, because usually when the three of us are in the same room at the same time, Sean and I are in different spots. Mm -hmm. Sean's over here, I'm over there, we're here for the fast break, but for today... You got help. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm invading your podcast again, Mark Weber, <laughs> twice in a row, baby. Well, Mark couldn't baby. be. Mark couldn't be here today. I'm we are here. This was a jam-packed evening. You guys live stream killed it for the NFL three draft. Three hours of content. Johnny and I were at three hours of Avengers content I'm, for us. And I'm then equally we jealous. The review. Yeah. Um, so we had that. So I recorded that before this, and now we're talking about. The first round. We're basically talking quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the first round, all five of them, and then we're going to do best from the f- best and worst from the first round. Before we get into everything, a little bit of housekeeping for you guys. If you want to help support us, go check out patreon.com backslash most available podcast. That's where you can go and do it, and you can even join a podcast for a month every month you are at that tier and support us. Number two, check out our store to get an MVP t-shirt. I'm not wearing it, but... The logo is usually Looks right here Ricky. on the T-shirt. Then MostValuablePodcast.com. That's where you get MVP each and every day. Oh, watch and the, last watch but that. not least, I always kind of do that. <laughs> yeah. I go every single day. That's not really us. It doesn't represent us. It was on a tilt. Put the arm down. It was on a tilt. What's Hyaline? The last thing is if you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, oh. go give us a five Go like more three in the paint. Do I do one of these? Am I serving Let's get the podcast not demonetized. What we are diving into. Yeah, we're not going to be advertiser-friendly, Dave. We're not going to be advertiser-friendly, but first one we're going to jump into, we're going to go right in order. We're going to start with Baker, then go down the line, Darnold, Allen, Rosen. We'll start with Baker Mayfield. And Sean, I want to start with you, because I mm-hmm. know that you have some hot takes and some hot opinions on hot this takes. one. Was Baker Mayfield the right choice for the Browns at number one? Uh, in my personal opinion, Baker Mayfield was not the right choice at, at, at quarterback at number one. Again, I have a tough time bashing teams for making the wrong choice at quarterback. Last year, after the Bears draft, uh, I was on a podcast talking about the the Bears trade-up and that if you love a guy, go and take him. I think that's what the Browns did here. They love Baker Mayfield, and they went out and got him, and they think that he's the franchise quarterback. I can't blame the Browns for making that pick. If they believe in their evaluation and their scouting that Baker Mayfield's their guy— Make that pick and have hundred full uh, have hundred percent confidence in that pick. Uh, again, I can't blame that. In my personal opinion, though, I would not pick and uh, chosen Baker Mayfield. I think his immaturity is going to really shine in Cleveland. Um, you know, not only from the and that's crotch not grabbing, a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not only from the crotch grabbing stuff uh, in the Kansas game, uh, the the flag fl- the flag planting uh, at Ohio State. Obviously, the off the field issues as well uh, uh, with the the cops running away um, while he was intoxicated. But I just do. Do not think he has the right leadership skills um, as a as as a Cleveland Brown. I know people love uh, the chip on his shoulder, and again, I think on the field when he is playing quarterback, he looks great, and he has the talent to be a number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his maturity level is that of a number one overall pick. You look at Mitch Trubisky; he had the composure and the the, the, the confidence to be at least a, a top pick, the number one quarterback taken off the board last year. I do not see that in Baker Mayfield, and I know people love it, and you 
brought this up. He's a lunch pail guy. He's going to have that blue collar mentality. He's trying to prove himself. But I think he's more of you know less of you know the guy who's looking dirty because he just put in a hard day of work. Uh, you know, at a construction site. He's more of Vinny checking himself in the steel beams, making sure his hair's okay. Sean, 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 Sean. Look, this is where you can be further from right. Look, Baker Mayfield is a perfect fit for this Cleveland Thank Browns you, team. Dave. Thank you. <laughs> I could not love this pick harder if I tried. Like, I'm not even a Cleveland fan. I'm a fan of losers, though. To be fair, like, I enjoy the rebuild. I'm about the process. TTP, baby. Trust the process. What was the other team you liked before that? Like before the 76ers? So, that so many rebuilding sucked. teams. So many rebuilding teams. That's my jam. That's where my heart lies. Mm-hmm. In this Baker That's why you're Mayfield a USC thing. fan and Laker fan. Those guys I like they winning just, early they on. Lo- in they, life. Yeah, they lose a lot early on in life. I love winning. Now I'm all mm-hmm. about the rebuild. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Field is the ideal fit for this Cleveland Browns team, and I'll tell you why. Because he is incredibly passionate about football. This is a kid who walked out of two different schools, earned his way. He was uh, a fantastic college player, and he was one of the most athletic players. He's a solid passer. The big knock on him is, like you said, maturity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're playing a freaking sport. You're throwing a football. If you're not mature enough to throw a football for entertainment, like I think you have bigger problems in life. I'm not concerned with him because on the field, you know what? The, the whole flag plant thing, that was a rivalry. That was a statement. That was an I'm It was here. against Ohio State. It was an non-conference game. Yeah, but Ohio State has been a powerhouse in football for how long in this past decade? It's a I'm here moment. Mm-hmm. The whole like thing with the crotch grab was, oh, you're not going to shake my hand at midfield, show respect and sportsmanship to me? Well, I'm going to dead dick you in the game, and then I'm going to do a crotch grab and say, uh, there was a whole lot more that was said after that. But I think it was, it's it's passion towards the game. It's mm-hmm. good passion. It's, it's it's youthful exuberance in that well, manner. And the drunken tasting thing, I can't condone. Though. I think and it's the wh- thing that I just want to come in here and jump in. It makes sense. Yeah. The thing that adds to this, and I'm not saying they're connected because they're not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the thing that adds to this is the Johnny Manziel thing of like, yeah. oh, you're talking immaturity. Johnny Manziel was immature, and the Browns do it again. Although Johnny Manziel was alcohol and completely different yeah. than Baker Mayfield, I, I don't want to bring that up with, mm-hmm. with Baker Mayfield. I don't. I'm not trying to say this is Johnny Manziel 2.0. But with there the is Browns, one, there's those one, idiots come out of the woodwork. Well, that's just yeah. no, that's, dismiss them. Yeah, not 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 Browns fans are, are, are coming out and say that. No, it's just, the it's just people compare with, with you know his, his ability, his you know winning a Heisman, uh, being a smaller quarterback, you know, really set, taking over the college football world like Manziel did, mm-hmm. and then having immaturity. That's why people bring that up. Get away from that. He's he's not you know he's not Johnny Manziel, a, a carbon copy. Again, I, I know Johnny Manziel has worked over his, his issues. Um, I, I'm proud of him for that. I hope he makes a success, successful comeback. That's an illness. I'm not trying to, to make fun yeah. of that or, or proud of that. But Baker Mayfield's off-the-field problem was he was drunk. Johnny mm-hmm. Manziel was a drunk. You know, he, he was abusing substance. That was his biggest problem. And he was also immature to go with it. I do see some similarities between the two, um, kind of with the immaturity, but I, I would not say Baker Mayfield's a, a Johnny Manziel clone. I just feel at the number one overall pick, that is a prestigious pick. And and, and not saying that Baker Mayfield's tarnishing that pick in any way, but I looked at Sam Darnold as a leader, as the prototypical, prototypical quarterback, and I think that would have been not only the safe pick, but also the correct pick for the Cleveland Browns. If you want to break that streak, if you want to get rid of that uh, that, that Browns jersey and just you know have one jer- uh, you know quarterback jersey to wear proudly as a as a Browns fan. I thought it would have Darnold on the back of the mm-hmm. on the back of the jersey. Um, again, Baker on the field, I think he's fantastic. But when you are going to be looked at as the guy who represents the franchise, I don't know if Baker can do that. Again, Baker has a great chip on his shoulder. The kid works his butt off, but I just do not know if 
the if, if it's going to be about him or if it's going to be about Baker. And that that, that really worries about me. the team or about Baker. Yes, yeah. yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be about the Browns or if it's going to be about Baker. And and as a quarterback, as the center of the franchise, you need to have that ability to take all of that on. But again, too much can be too much, and and that's the one thing that worries me about Baker. It's not on the field, but it's how will his teammates be receptive to him, mm-hmm. especially of him being a rookie, and how will he really deal with sitting behind Tyra Taylor yeah, and if he you know does sit behind Tyra Taylor. Mm-hmm. Hard knocks is going to be insane with the, with that preseason. <laughs> All going that's with right, Hugh Jackson, the Browns have knocked going with Tyra Taylor, seeing that. Baker Mayfield. I just as. I would not have taken Baker. See, I'm on the other. I'm with Dave. I'm on the other side of that to where me personally, would I have made the pick? Probably not. I would have copped out and made the safe one of Sam Darnold. But seeing this pick, my first thing to Johnny, who doesn't know anything about football, was I love that pick. Love it. Even what I tweeted out today when they said that, oh, Baker's probably going to be the first pick. I said that I liked it because of what he brings. I don't think that it's going to be... We're not going to see off-the-field issue Baker Mayfield. We're going to see the chip on my shoulder. A big thing early on I loved about Baker is like when we heard the things where it's like, well, Josh Rosen doesn't want to play for Cleveland. Who wants to play for Cleveland? Baker Mayfield was out there going, I would love that. He's like, I would love to have that opportunity to fight for that team to get them their first championship and get them to the playoffs in how long. Like he's going to be a guy for me that kind of – Fits in with that fan base. They're going to rally around him because he's going to be all, I think it will be team first, Baker second. And then also it's like you talk to like guys who have talked to Lincoln Riley, guys who talked to those Oklahoma Sooner players, they all love Baker. So why would you question well, that's the what thing. Do, do any of them go say. to his birthday party, you know? Yes, Orlando Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hear about that. Uh, but it's draft day. It's draft day, the movie. Oh, it's draft day. None of them went to the birthday party. If only he would have went to Wisconsin. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, no, but red and white, with Baker, same colors. I, of course, they're gonna love him. Yeah. you're winning football games. That was mm-hmm. a successful program yeah. under Baker Mayfield. You're gonna love that guy, mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, taking over for Bob Stoops. You have Baker Mayfield who takes you that far. Yeah, you're gonna love the kid. And again, mm-hmm. he's probably fun to be around. But when you're a professional, you're getting paid. Your career's on the line. And if Baker isn't putting yourself and the team in front of uh, you know, if he's not putting team first and having Baker first, that's gonna cause issues. Mm-hmm. And also, how is Baker gonna react to being behind Tyrod Taylor if he does have to sit for him for a year? And if Cleveland doesn't win, how is Baker gonna react to that? Because Baker again was winning at Oklahoma. He had to fight his way on. If he's fighting and not seeing results, that could piss off Baker Mayfield. So that's the one thing. Is again. I'm just trying to point this out because this yeah. is the most important decision that the Cleveland Browns have made in years. They go out and get what they see as their franchise quarterback. The mm-hmm. first time picking number one overall since 1999, since Tim Couch. I was two years old, just a little twinkle, and now look at me. I can grow a beard and I'm wearing a suit and look decent, presentable. Like, that's because I can't do any of those that's things. That's the thing is, I was, you know, I was spitting up on myself when Tim Couch was selected. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I can put on a tie, uh, even just, though I'm not I wearing one right now. But you I, know just, what I'm I don't I see it like... I, I see the initial worry with it, but for me, I look past it very easily because of what I've seen. Like, when you say that, oh, what are they going to do when he doesn't have the starting job? This is a kid who three-star, like everyone wanted yes, to share today, yeah. three-star quarterback coming yeah. out of high school, walk on here, had to work his way there, eventually worked his way up. Like, all this kid done is, I know that people are going to say, oh, well, it comes from a family with money, but when I it comes— 
but no, no, no. But no, when I know, it comes I know. I to, just, we're trying to spell the myth. Yeah, yeah. people that bring that up, it's it's. Well, they do the same thing with Josh Rosen. Peyton Manning came from a family money. Archie was an NFL quarterback. But when it comes to Baker's football life, Mm -hmm. all this kid has had to do is work, work, work to get where he is right now. And that is what I think the Browns saw. And that's what I liked in Baker, where it was he's going to be fired up for the team. He's going to be very competitive. He's not going to like the last thing you want in Cleveland is a guy who is okay with losing. You yeah. want a guy who's not okay with losing so he can hopefully turn that into W's. Again, I don't disagree with you. Because you have Rutgers. one win in two years. I, I'm just trying to bring up Didn't what, what Johnny what, win that last game. Sorry. I think so. Yeah. Talking about Johnny Manziel? Yeah. 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 Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what Baker has done on the football yeah. field. Going from a three star recruit, walking on to different places and mm-hmm. winning the starting job at Oklahoma. I'm not trying to dispel that. I'm not trying to say he didn't work to, to where he got. He worked his ass off. Congratulations. You're the number one overall pick. I just look at that, and I just don't know if he has the right shine to be a number one overall pick. And this might be a knee-jerk reaction, and it also might be dispelled once he steps on the football field. This entire podcast is knee-jerk Yeah, that's the point. It might be dispelled once he's on the football field. But you have to bring this stuff up, or Mm -hmm. you can't just be like, oh, it was a great pick. Well, that's the thing. He's 6'1". If he starts to get banged up, what's going to happen? If he still believes he's better than Tyrod Taylor, what's going to happen? Is he going to cause a divide in the locker room? And Hugh Jackson, we know as a coach, isn't that great at man- managing situations? Uh, John Dorsey and uh, and uh, Jimmy Haslam didn't tell Hugh Jackson before two days ago. What started coming out two days ago? Baker Mayfield to the Browns sounds uh, really familiar. You, you know what that yeah. kind of you know what that kind of sounds like to me. Kind of sounds like what Chicago did. Trubisky. Where, uh, John Fox didn't know until hours before they made that pick. Well, and again, it's just something where I don't know for the first year what's going to happen with Baker and Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Right. If he, how is he going to react if he doesn't win the starting job? How is he going to react if they start losing? How is he going to react if he feels like he can start winning them games? Mm-hmm. It's going to add another chip again, but it's how will he handle that as a as an adult? Will he be mature enough to to do that? It's just something that I, I want to throw. Out there. Well, what were you going to say? So a, co- a couple notes on that. I think that uh, Tyrod Taylor's used to being replaced as a starting quarterback, so I don't think there's <laughs> I mean, a big concern five pick, there. Five pick Peterman. Yeah, I mean, five PP. If that man can get a start out, I mean, who's, who's <laughs> to say who can't? Um, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I want to go to with Baker is really more on the tape. Like mm-hmm. when he's out there playing, when you're watching the games, he does stand out as the best player on the field. He it does. He has that it factor to him. Um, that I can attribute. The thing that kills me about that is that I hear so many um, draft analysts talk about, well, with his height, he needs to be Drew Brees levels of this and, you know, Russell Wilson levels of that. And I'm like, no, he can be himself. Like, I hate mm-hmm. the, like, we have he has to fit in this box or he can't work. Like, yeah. I think Baker Mayfield has a great uh, assortment of qualities that kind of fit to his game, and he's learned to play around them mm-hmm. and through them. Like he knows he's not the tallest guy; he can't see over linemen who are six three, six four, six five. But he's mobile enough to get himself into a better position in the pocket. He knows how to use his legs. He knows mm-hmm. he has the internal clock going. Like I, I just when you watch him play, that's where I fall in love with him. I I understand and I respect the reasons why off the field he is a, a potential problem. But on tape, when you get that guy on the field. He just does everything you need him to do. Again, I don't want to take away. On the field, he's a first round. He's a first number one overall pick. Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he, he yeah. uh, the talent is there. It's the maturity of being a franchise quarterback. The best thing I've ever heard him say during this draft process mm-hmm. was, I can't remember what show it was at this point. It was probably the Dan Patrick show. And they asked him, who do you want to model your game after? And he said, there's two guys. First off was Drew Brees because... Shorter guy, he's like like myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of model that, and he goes, 
Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. Kind of that, like, gunslinger mentality and that, like, gamer mentality of, like, I'm just going to go out there and compete and have fun doing it. Like, I, you could have just said Brett Favre alone. I would have been like, Baker, I love you. But, like, Drew Brees and, like, if you're trying to model your game after those two guys— I know it's easier said than done, but so like, there's only one Drew Brees. Those you know, are those are two existed, yeah. those are two good guys to try to attain for if you're going for guys you want to be as successful as. Does he start day one? Baker no. Mayfield. Tyrod starts day one. Yeah, and we're gonna have to see what you said. Is it gonna be what I think, and where he's just gonna be like, all right, I'm not gonna sit here and be okay with being complacent with being the backup, but I'm not gonna cause a problem. Or like you said. Might there be a problem if he's not starting day one? Where does Tyrod beat him on the field? Um, I think what it's going to be in, I'm seeing through training camp, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know what, just Tyrod is a better grasp of so the much more speed of the game, and he's been in the league longer, understands the playbook. Yeah. But I could see it being like a Mike Glenn and Trubisky situation where it's like, hey, you know what, we've lost six games to start this season. Let's yank him and put the kid in. Well, that's in. the thing. This Browns team has made so many additions to bolster that offense mm-hmm. that I think Tyrod Taylor can succeed. And Tyrod Taylor, uh, no knock against him. He is a safe player. He is a very consistent short passer. He doesn't take risks, which is literally the reason why he got the boot was he won't be able to win you many games, but he won't lose you many games mm-hmm. either. He, he is just that middle-of-the-road guy. So I could see late in the season if well, the Browns are out of contention Baker gained some starts, but I don't think that I think that's a glimpse. Is mm-hmm. that's his true test? Might be week fourteen, but he 15, can definitely you know. win. He has the chance to win the job this offseason. Uh, that's the thing is, like when I look potentially. at potentially, I'm, I'm potentially. very low. On, I'm but, going yeah. Tyrod, but there's a chance. It's Indiana Pacers. There's a chance. The, I, the only thing that I think happens is that Tyrod has more experience overall. Yeah, but but other than that, I I don't see where Tyrod Taylor beats Baker Mayfield. On the and field. that's why I'm saying I'm assuming Tyrod will start and then get replaced halfway to. Three I don't know. I don't know if if Hugh Jackson's trying to save his job. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't he go with a better quarterback? Well, that's like is he is he better right and now? And does they, he know they, the offense? And now that Tyrod. Tyrod. That, but Tyrod. That's the thing. The thing is Tyrod's. Already gone through a couple of systems, yeah, it's been so he Baltimore, knows how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Baltimore being a backup, then going Buffalo. up into Buffalo and having to learn their system. Like I feel like he's he understands the process of here's the book, memorize it three times over, pick out what you like, and go from there. And that's the thing where Baker's going to walk in from a college system where he had a bit of free will mm-hmm. to put it nicely. Uh, so improv, will. yeah. And now it's here's the rules you're going to play by, and that's the thing because. Like we talked about with someone else we'll get into later mm-hmm. with Lamar Jackson. Like, it depends on your fit to your quarterback. If your OC wants to run a system that mm-hmm. isn't 100% in line, you could have issues. You know, it's easier for some people to grasp than others. The whole thing with Baker, too, and, and this kind of goes back to maturity, is I think there was a rumor that he didn't learn the Chargers playbook. Before well, that's what I was going to say. The like, Browns don't have to worry because the only playbook he didn't well, learn were the Chargers. But that still worries me in, in some ways. I See, mean, that like, doesn't, like, but 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 if he if he's not willing to do that, like mm-hmm. even if he doesn't want to go to the Chargers at seventeen, I, I understand that. Like like that if that's your mentality, like oh they're not even gonna, they don't have a chance of drafting me. But like you got to give the respect there, like. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just that rubs me the wrong way. Again, it's it's all about maturity. And if we're talking about a number one overall pick, it comes back to that maturity level. Yeah. On the field, I think he can win the the, the job day one, or you know, start day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, the talent level is there, but will he put that work in to win that job right away? And obviously, again, people are going to bring this up. He won the job at Oklahoma. He, he put he put his work in to become a walk on in two different programs. I just worry about. Now that I'm in the show, now that I've proven mm-hmm. enough to be the number one overall pick, 
where do I go from here? The one thing and the reason why I'm not using that charger thing as too much of like a negative is mm -hmm. we don't know what happened in his visits. We don't know if there was a team like the Cardinals or the Bills that like when he visited were like, hey, we really like you. If you get to us here, we are taking you. Where if I'm Baker Mayfield and the Cardinals did that at 15, I'd be like, well, why am I going to learn your pick at yours at 17? I'm not going to make it that far. So like so there's that where I play into it, but I can see where you're coming from, where it's like just common courtesy. Learn if you're making the effort all. to talk to them, yeah. you it, should respect them mm -hmm. enough. If you have a job interview, you're not going to learn everything about you know the two companies that you're going to go to, even if you know you're going to get one job. If you're going to get, so let's say you have a job interview at one place that you mm -hmm. for sure you know gonna, you're going to get, and you have a second one lined up as like a family friend. You're just going to go in there like, what's up? You know, like you're just going to go lay, lay back and not, and not and, get anything. Uh, like, well, I mean, like, I just think that's disrespectful. No, I, 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 I'm not saying, like, because I've had, I've seen situations like that where it's like, hey, I've got two lined up this week. That first one went really well to where it's like, yeah, I pretty much got this job. And the second interview that week, you go into it and it's like, you still wear the suit and the tie. You go through the, but it's like, you go through I'm just emotions. going through the motions at this point. I'm not really trying. Got and it. that's what I think maybe should have been done where it's like, hey, I'll go through the motions, make it seem like. I'm taking it, but I really don't want to go. Like I don't and, think I'm going to fall there. And maybe this is the reason. And this comes back probably to the whole, mm -hmm. uh, the whole you know uh, quarterback class in general is looking at the five quarterbacks: mm -hmm. Baker, Sam, Josh, Josh, and Lamar. You know, everyone fluctuated on who their number one was. Mm -hmm. You at some point had Allen as your number one overall quarterback. Most people well, had Darnold. Some people had Baker number one and overall. And the thing I will say with the last two mocks, I said it when I did them. Um, the first two picks of Allen Darnold weren't what I would do. It's what I was hearing. Like Todd mm -hmm. McShay was like, "Oh, they're going to go with Allen." So I'm like, "Oh, they'll go Allen." Giants Your last at the time big board, like Darnold. Who was the number one quarterback? Big board. Yes. The number one was Allen. Thank you. So yeah, I that, had Josh that, Allen as my number. All one. All I'm trying to say is, you mm -hmm. had Allen. Yeah. Some people. I'm not trying to dis disrespect or anything. I'm just yeah. saying. I think really your the who you liked is, as quarterback kind of reflected the personality that you were. Mm -hmm. John Dorsey, I think that he really vibed with Baker Mayfield, and and mm -hmm. I think it was something where kind of like how the Giants like Darnold. I vibe a lot with Josh Rosen because I feel a ton of Aaron Rodgers in him, mm -hmm. and if I'm out on the field and I'm putting a guy out on the field, I want to feel like you know this kid's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. I, again, I know that we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But I would rather have a, a, a you know an Aaron Rodgers out there. Um, I just don't think he fit with Cleveland, and I didn't think he was going to be the pick. I thought Darnold vibed with Cleveland. I thought he was going to be the guy in Cleveland. I thought he had everything to be the next quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, and it didn't come to fruition. And I just don't know if Baker is going to be the guy that takes them out of the the, the deep hole. There, the dog pound. Yeah, the dog pound. Really, Thanks, Dave. last thing hey. I want to mention is we didn't really get to talk a huge part about him, but. Number four, Denzel Ward, really quickly. What'd you, I'll go to you first, Dave. What sure. do you think of that? Taking ba Baker Mayfield one, what do you think of the Ward at four? I get it was a need. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Because uh, you think want Bradley Chubb. I would have gone Chubb. Give so me the Chubb. I just think that Chubb has like a special factor to him that his upside is higher than almost. I think it's literally like Saquon Barkley mm -hmm. and then Bradley Chubb was Some my number two. Some are saying he could be a better pass rusher than Miles Garrett like, who went number it's one. It's insane mm -hmm. how good this kid can be and mm -hmm. that's that's why I'm like I get you need a corner 
but go go deep in this draft. Go mm-hmm. in your second. You have like three second round picks or something. Yeah. You've got well, you've got a plethora of picks. I get Denzel Ward was so good, the end. but in my mind, the difference between Denzel Ward and the next three corners mm-hmm. versus Bradley Chubb and the next couple pass rushers yeah. is miles apart. Yeah, I flipped a ton on which quarterback was my favorite. I'm 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 fine that they went with their need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Chubb was a better player. Ward was a bigger need. I flipped on Josh Jackson being my favorite. Denzel mm-hmm. Ward being my favorite. Uh, I'll even throw in Isaiah Oliver. Like I flipped on who my favorite was. Um, I'm fine with the pick at Denzel Ward. I, it's not a game changer, but mm-hmm. you already have a pass rusher in Miles Garrett. And if you want to fill out and really make sure that defense is deeper and 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 can you know hurt you on every single level, I understand the Denzel Ward pick. No, and I'm yeah. the I'm the similar way. Where the thing I find interesting about Ward is. There are still a lot of people who are not high on him. Most people had him top 10, but there are some, like, you look at our comment section where they're like, Ward's going to be a bust, he shouldn't be a top fiver, and it's like people are still divided on Denzel Ward because of his height and his frame and everything that he brings, but... I can see Dave where you're going because some people were like, "Hey, go at Bradley Chubb." You're a Match terrible him team with Miles Garrett, player. and it's like you can. Ne- what's one of the things you can never have enough of is pass, pass rush. rusher. Oh my god! And, yeah. But I mean, I can understand looking at the corners on their team. But having better they pass rush someone. improves your corners yeah. because the quarterbacks are put in more positions to make their throws. But to quote Jim Morris Senior, their corners right now are diddly poo. They needed something. They needed something. But you have Denzel so Ward picks. is that something. They you do. Just, you could address it later. But they and need Harold a, Landry in the second. Well, but and that's the thing though. Mm-hmm. The two guys that I love, Oliver and Josh Jackson, on the board. Yeah. Thirty three and thirty five. I'm surprised Josh Jackson fell. Yeah. I'm so surprised. So th- th- those two guys. I mean, you mm-hmm. could have had two corners, two starting caliber corners in my mind at thirty three and thirty five. So Again, we'll see. They've got lots of options. That's the upside. This this yeah. Browns team is far away from done with this draft. Real quick, Notice let's... how I didn't ask you guys for grades, and that's exactly yeah. why. Damn it! I was just about to. <laughs> Are you giving a fir- it. Do you want a first round grade? B. Go. I'll give them a B. I, 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 they address needs, just the wrong players in my mind. But again, I'll, Cleveland. If you love a guy, give go him get a, him. I'll give them an A. They got the guy they want. They got the guy they want at quarterback, and they fit a need at quarter cornerback. If if quarterback I, cornerback same. Thing. If I wasn't on the mindset of <laughs> go get the guy you love, it'd be like a C. What would you be your first round grade? It's it's a B plus. <laughs> like Bradley Chubb would have made an A plus. It would. It would it probably would have been. It probably would have been. Look, I love I love their picks. And like Sean said, like this draft we came in very much mm-hmm. of respecting the like if it's your guy, go get your guy. I yeah. believe in what you're doing. I'm starting to throw out a lot of the like, oh, but the value range here is mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the value range is if the pick pans out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna look back and be like, yeah. Wow, what was that? No, no one's gonna remember in five years that Denzel Ward was the seventh ranked player and he went fourth. Like yeah. as long as he if he if he pans out, no one's gonna care. Exactly. So I am a B plus. I like the Baker pick. They could have done it a dozen different ways, but still I think they got the guy they wanted there. Denzel Ward's a need, hard need for them, so uh, yeah, B plus. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below about the Baker pick, Denzel pick, and what you guys would give the Browns for their first round grade. Let's move on, though, into our next quarterback. Guy mm-hmm. drafted at numero trace on the board. Sam Darnold going to the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Fireman Ed might be happy with this one because uh, the Sam Darnold, number one on most people's big boards. It was either Darnold, Rosen, Allen, whoever you liked, like Sean said. In the first segment, Dave, I'll go to you first. Kind of spread the love sure, between sure, you sure, and sure, Sean. Sure. Did the Jets get their franchise winner? Did they get their franchise guy with Sam Darnold? I think they did because Sam Darnold 
ended last year as probably one of the best quarterbacks in that group, and mm-hmm. then he had to come back this year. Obviously, the team was a little less stacked. Uh, the performance well, a little less Juju impressive. Anymore. Didn't have Juju. He had a shoddy offensive line. Mm-hmm. The weaponry around him was it was a notch down. His play was a notch down, but he still showed everything that you want to see out of him. And I think that, again, he is an NFL quarterback through and through. He has, like, the pedigree already, which is scary levels because, I mean, the kid's, like, 20. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's so he's still young. Uh, he's probably 23. I have no idea. But point being, young kid, incredibly well um, handled for his age. He's a good quarterback. He is really, like, the. there's no real concern unless you think that the whole, like, his step-down stat-wise – was more so on him, which early in the year he did have a problem. Mm-hmm. He got better as the year went on. Mm-hmm. Still. I'm so pissed. As a Patriots fan, I'm so pissed. Now I have to deal with Jets fans because they have an actual quarterback that can throw the ball. Yeah, they, not don't, dealing have, with, they don't have Christian Hackenberg. They're not dealing with gym teacher uh, Josh McCown. Hey, they're not de- you put some respect on their name. <laughs> they're not dealing with you know Harvard grad Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't they're, forget about uh, Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, Teddy Two Gloves as well. No <laughs> need him. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold. I mean, this kid has every everything to be a franchise quarterback. And I, I, I don't think he'll bust in a way mm-hmm. that a Jamarcus Russell busted or anything like that. I think if he busts or if he doesn't pan out to be a franchise quarterback, he's still going to be in that like Sam Bradford range where he still can be a starter. He'll be at starter level. I, I don't see him completely falling off the face of the earth. I don't mm-hmm. see him you know, being out of the league in three or four years. Because I'm saying this, he's going to be out of the league in three or four years. Um, but again, I, I look at him and I think you know the biggest concern is turnovers. But even then, Jay Cutler still has a job because he has mm-hmm. all the traits and he's still a leader. Well, um, did have a job. We'll see if that happens. Well, I mean, he, he had a job back. for what? You yeah. Know, if, he came uh, out of retirement years. because Tannehill yeah. got injured. I mean, he, had, he had a job for 12 years yeah. in the NFL. It's a very long career. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's always going to be in the league. I, I think he's got everything to, to, to be good, and he has everything to be great. And I think the, the Jets here are thanking their lucky stars that they got Sam Darnold at three. And, again, we kind of talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. There was always this talk about Baker to the Jets. I think the Browns are originally thinking something along your lines of, mm-hmm. let's get Saquon one, Baker will be that four, yeah. and that's why maybe the Jets are like, well, let's see. We want Darnold. Let's see if we can push well, we can push Dorsey the other way and see if we can get him to crumble and take Baker one. Well, and that's the thing, like, with this week, we even mentioned it Monday on the onside kick. The thing I hate about it is, like, a news story will come out, yeah. and it'll be like, now, is this really what they're thinking, or is it a smokescreen? And then you get the absolute garbage. We'll get into it a little bit with Alan, but I'm going to mm, say it right. right now. The absolute garbage where I saw a tweet today where someone goes, when are we going to stop, like, just holding on to awful news and just releasing it on the biggest day of these kids' lives? Yeah. yeah. Like, then we get that side of it, too. My big question with Sam Darnold is— has nothing to do with can he, won't he, will he. It's, all right, they drafted him. See a day one starter. Because they bring the gym teacher back on a contract. They bring Teddy Nonies, um in to be their backup. Josh McCown's really the guy. But for me, you drafted Sam Darnold. He's the guy day one. My now concern is you better get him some wide receivers in the rest of this draft. Let me give uh, everybody and you guys a little bit of an analogy. You know when you go through the drive through at McDonald's and you get warm, piping hot fries, mm-hmm. and you know you're probably going to burn the roof of your mouth, 
but they're piping hot fries and they're you probably going to be right delicious. Mm-hmm. And you're you're not going to save them until they get home because they're not going to be as hot. Uh-huh. Sam Darnold's going to start day one, even if you shouldn't be mm-hmm. putting those fries in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like you have two quarterbacks that have been stars in the NFL, but you have piping hot fries in the bag. You're going to reach in, see what the kid can do. Because you're also in New York, and it's not like they're going to— if, if Josh McCown goes out and throws an interception and Sam Darnold's not starting, they're going to start booing. You oh, draft yeah. this kid it's oh, yeah. third it's, overall, it's he the better whole thing, be ready to start. It's the whole thing that they had with, if they don't start Darnold, it's kind of like Tim Tebow with Denver. Jesus where it's Christ. Like one interception, yep. bring in Tebow. Dun, 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 dun. So terrible. You don't I, I, you don't put that on the rest of your mm-hmm. team. I think that's the biggest thing. I think Darnold's also better than Josh McCown and Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. That's why I'll be starting. Well, probably. Probably. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. We'll see how good he does as soon as they get into the early camps. I think he'll prove pretty quickly on. I mean, my thing is like I want to make I want to be that asshole. And la- during the last segment, we were mm-hmm. talking about the Baker Mayfield to uh, Menzel comparisons. Yeah. So let's go USC to USC with this boy. They both went to the Jets, and our our man, the Sanchez, the Buck okay. himself. Okay. How 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 do you how do you avoid a situation where you have a quarterback come in and maybe peak early and then just dip off the face of the earth into your offensive lineman's asshole? I think it's completely well butt fumble. Jesus, um, I think it's I think you those, could have said ass, but I don't add know. Added the no, yeah, Dave just wanted to go full on <laughs> in general. Um, the thing Play though that, that morning, the thing though that I think about with that is. They're two totally different. Like, Mark Sanchez was, I'm going to be out partying. I'm going to be out with the hot girls. I don't see that with Sam Darnold. Like, well, he's not a party animal. I don't. Well, know even that. on the field, they're just different. No, I know. Like, for me, I don't think there's an A. Like, it's, oh, we're comparing A and B. It's like, all right, we've got a mammal over here and an amphibian over here. Oh, wow. How they're do that, you, how do you want me to look at these two, Dave? Like, I mean, I'm going WSC quarterback. Do, do the Jets just have a type? They're just hoping to find – they're still no, looking for I, their Joe replacement? I think this was blatantly Todd Bowles. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a year where it's like, shit, I got to win or I'm losing my job. Especially because like, – I got to win, so I'm going to go with a rookie no, no, quarterback. I don't know. No, the, think about it this way. We talked about Cleveland. Cleveland might be like – the Wolverine might be on a longer leash because A, it's not a wait, 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 it, not really long, but a longer where mm. they just got rid of the Moneyball guy, so they're bringing in their kind of they're reeling in all his picks that he yeah, earned. Well, yeah, kind of the same hinky effect, yeah. but they're getting rid of that, so they're not blaming the Wolverine, and it's like, all right, we're in a market like Cleveland where this is it's the New York market. If you're not winning today, there's a problem. And Todd Bowles has had the job in this organization for a few years now. But that, but that doesn't mean he was a bad coach. I no. mean, look at look at that team last year. But how many coaches have we seen where it's like but you're not a bad no. coach, but you didn't win, I, so we're getting ready. They won what six games last year. Mm-hmm. This you picked them to go on. You picked them to be the Browns. You picked yes, them I not did. to win a, win a game. I did. They won six games. Yeah, that's impressive. What mm-hmm. they did with Josh McCown on the field as their quarterback, was insane. Todd Bowles did a great job last year. Todd mm-hmm, Bowles is you. not the problem in this franchise. The problem is they haven't had players with talent in years. Like well, that, That's I, the biggest thing. Well, I don't think it, it's... I, I, I'm Real quick. I don't think this is anything about the New York market. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is anything about... Todd Bowles not winning games or winning playoff games. He won six games. He over-succeeded. If he was going to be fired, he'd be fired after the, no, the, after this year. But what I'm saying is it's you're looking at those and saying, so I'm looking at this pick and saying that Todd Bowles might have been saying, all right, we won six games last year, but I know with these fans, this market, my management, 
that's not good enough. One year, that's fine. This year, we got to have more than that. Do I want to roll out the gym teacher again, Mm -hmm. or do I get my franchise guy right here? That's what I'm saying, that this pick was him saying, I'm getting my guy here because they could win more games with Sam. But Darnold. why wouldn't you do that? that but that's, no, that's, that's the thing saying. is, like, of course you would do that. You look at this. You look at this roster. They did absolutely nothing. They haven't had a franchise quarterback. I wouldn't even say franchise quarterback mm-hmm. since March Sanchez. They have not had a franchise quarterback really since Chad Pennington, and Pennington had major injury issues. I this, love Pennington. And he was. <laughs> I'm really, sorry. Just, he would have been good if he. He, he was if such he a was, smart guy. If he was we healthy. are Marshall, baby. Um, but again, it's it's with 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 Todd Bowles. It was a clear need. You yes. need a franchise quarterback. Oh, they were going that, that, quarter. They traded up for this pick exactly. to go quarterback. And even if they didn't at six, they would have taken a quarterback. Like, yeah. They needed a franchise quarterback. That was clear, plain, and simple. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was because Todd Bowles' job is on the line. I don't think this is This is just a clear need that they had. It's it's like it, the it Bears last year. You can't roll into a season with but your starting was like, being 37 I, and a guy was, with injury history. It was yeah, like I the know. Bears last year. The mm-hmm. Bears... Again, we really didn't think that the Bears were going to go and trade up for Mitch Trubisky. We didn't even know if they were going to take Mitch Trubisky with that third overall pick. Jamal Adams was being thrown out there. But now we look back and we're like, why wouldn't have they taken Mitch Trubisky? Mm -hmm. You look at that and you needed a franchise quarterback. Mike Glennon was not the guy. I think they clearly realized that, hey, we finally need a quarterback. We haven't had a quarterback in years. Every single team that's winning has a franchise quarterback. We need that guy. I think that was all they did. I think they did due diligence. Mm -hmm. I think they clearly made the right choice. I think the Jets just saw a need and went out and addressed it. Well, That's and I'm all. not saying that they weren't going to go quarterback, but, I mean, you look at it, they could have gone Josh Allen. They could have even gone really the, I'll go back to the way back prediction and kind of comparison was sure. when we were all going Darnold and Rosen, one, two, mm-hmm. who is yeah. going to be number one. And for me, I love this pick because it's like with Josh Allen, the whole thing is, some, like, Sean's in the camp of he's going to be a bust. There are some people that are like, he's going to have to sit for a few years. Where I'm in both. The, the, jet, the, <laughs> jets don't, the Jets don't have time. The Jets don't have two or three years for a guy to sit. So Josh Allen's out the window. Then for them it becomes Darnold Rosen. And for me, Darnold's a better pick because not only can he start day one, with, Ro- like with Rosen it's like, okay, mm-hmm. both of them can start day one. But you know what? Questions with this guy. Question. Not, no questions with this guy. Seriously, they squeaky Sam clean Donald. whistle. Like yeah. that's there. There's nothing to not like about Sam. It's it's annoying mm-hmm. how likable he is as yeah. a player. His hair is amazing. It, it is. <laughs> you got to get a little jealous of that shit. Amazing. Um. That's that's why I think he's like Barney Stinson. Never has a bad picture. He could be. Mm. He entirely has the potential. Um. I just yeah. I think that it's the ideal fit for the Jets. It's the ideal fit. Um. Maybe not for him because mm-hmm. obviously. It's not the easiest place to play in. It's a large media market. The weather is constantly a pain in the ass. Heavy wind. Um, look, I, I, I let's be honest. It's though, not like it's gonna was, be a problem for him. But let's it's be just, honest. He was in a big college market with Southern Cal. I mean, that was the football team in yeah. Southern Cal before the the Rams came along. Even then, yeah. no one showed up to their playoff game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I just with Darnold again. It's, it's a clear pick for them. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to bash the pick or anything. I just. It was clear that they needed a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. and went out and got him. I think I think they picked. I think they had an absolute home run. Best pick of the draft was was probably Sam Darnold because that was the number one quarterback going into the day. He's still the number one quarterback coming out of the day in my mind. Uh, well, at least um, I, I think franchise wise. I still like Josh Rosen as a as a player, but if you want a guy that's going to be a safer pick and still have near that ceiling, Sam Darnold's that guy. By the way, just some revisionist history on your part, calling them different species. Uh, Darnold's, fi- <laughs> Darnold's best year 
versus Sanchez's last year. Mm-hmm. Extremely similar stats across okay. the board. I, I believe you're forgetting how amazing that USC team was with Sanchez. But but I'm saying NFL, like the whole yeah, not well, just on the compare, field, but like they, they're both college players. Off the field, it's they were two different guys. Like Sam Fine. Darnold, I'm way more confident in being successful with the Jets than like. Yes, Sanchez was early with Rex no. Ryan. I think it's easy defense. to see now what Sanchez is. I'm yeah. just saying at the time we're we're, we're seeing such a small portion of these guys. The, uh, so that's I just want to be like yeah. before you go on your high road. There. I was just being an asshole. I to know. Be honest. But here's the thing I think about. So this is now a team that doesn't have a pick until the third round. So they don't have a pick mm-hmm. until late tomorrow. Well, as you guys are watching this late today, <laughs> then they have four picks in day three. Who I want to ask you guys. How do they now – can they build around him in the draft? Because, like, I look at their depth chart right now. Yeah, they have Jermaine Curse. Yeah, they have Terrell Pryor. But, like, that Terrell Pryor where it's like, are you confident with him being your number two on the other side? Well, is he going to be Browns Terrell like, Pryor or is he going to be Redskins Terrell Pryor? Exactly. That's they have, like, a, like, they do have Devin Smith. They do have Anuwa, who I believe was injured last year. He played pretty well, though. The thing I think of, though, is this draft. They need to grab a wide receiver. They need to grab a wide receiver with that third or that fourth. Yeah. They need to get Sam Darnold some help, or else I wouldn't be surprised if they're back to six or five wins, even with Sam Darnold as their quarterback. Uh, tight end wise, is do so Austin Severian Jenkins? As well? No, they have their starting tight end on here is Jordan Leggett. Jordan Leggett. They have Walford, Eric Tomlinson, Neil Sterling, and then Bucky Hodges. Who doesn't love Clive? Clive Clive Walford um, yeah, off of waivers. But um, yeah, with, with Darnold, I think it's just something with uh, looking looking at that that, that weapon. I, I think people will expect a lot of results so far, but I think this is going to be very similar to the Carson Wentz build, mm-hmm. where Carson didn't have immediate weapons right away in Philadelphia, but you saw the promise, um, and I think that's going to be kind of similar to Sam's build. You have decent players out there. Yeah. I mean, Jermaine Carson was really good last year. Um, Quincy Nunwa again, shown potential at some points. you got a lot of tall receivers as well. Um, I mean, those are some pretty big guys that you listed off, um, but I think it's going to be more similar to the, the, the Eagles build with Carson Wentz, where they're just trying to get their feet set. Let's see how he does in his first year. It's not going to be a big deal because we know and he's a franchise guy. And then go get the Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffrey. And win yourself a ring. Too. Yeah, and win I mean, yourself a ring. You could draft a guy next year, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I agree. I think, like, top to bottom, this is a smart move for them. As long as they continue on drafting for him. Mm-hmm. Like, is clearly his team moving forward. Like Sean said, as long as you keep adding pieces, and it doesn't need to like you don't need to go and try to reach for another like potential like crazy high potential guy. Just get guys around mm-hmm. him who can be consistent contributors and help him out because otherwise he ends up in a situation where he's just going to get railed because he is their only offensive weapon and he's just stuck. Well, you got you got the engine, and now you just got to build the body of of your dream car. Here's the thing I want to ask, and Sean, I'm going to go to you first because this is going to be a question that hurts you the most. Tom Brady, when he does leave, Sam Darnold will still be hopefully playing for the Jets. Mm-hmm. When Brady does leave, so give me a prediction of when Brady does leave, when he does, whatever year that is. 2023. Will Sam Bradford, or not Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold, I don't know why I said Bradford. <laughs> Sam Darnold, will he then bring the Jets to the top of the division once Brady's gone? He will play two more years, Tom Brady, so he'll play next year and the year after that. So um, 2019 after winning, will be his last year. After winning uh, two Super Bowls. Um <laughs> Against two, just go full, just go full into it. Defeats the Eagles this year. 
Ooh, and then uh, next year he'll do, defeat the Chicago Bears. Okay. Oh, he'll, he'll battle, be he'll, okay. he'll, battle, he'll battle Mitch Trubisky. The battle of the goats. Both, both quarterbacks will throw <laughs> 60 times in the game. Um, <laughs> but will Sam Darnold then bring the Jets to number one once Brady leaves? Will he become the king of the— like, well, Either immediately or years after, like when Brady leaves, will Darnold be the king of this division with the Jets? At some point, yes, because he's going to be going up against Josh Allen. He'll win that battle every single time. Uh, so That's a hot take. Yeah. Save this one, and we're going to use hey, it for hey, cold takes. As long as you're making takes, Sean. Bring it freezing cold takes. <laughs> Is Darnold going to be the best quarterback in at the end of their class. career? So in this draft, draft class? class. Yep. No. I'll take... Uh, Josh Rosen. That's the, gonna, that's the one later. that's going to bite me. Rosen, Rosen. That's the one that's going to bite me because he's probably going to get injured. Uh, Darnold will be a playoff quarterback, and, and I think he'll take the Jets to the playoffs. Um, it will probably be his division for a couple of years once Brady has retired. Will it be with Todd Bowles? Um, or does Bowles get fired from now until Brady leaves? That one's tougher. I'll say yes. Okay. That Todd Bowles will get fired. And that's a new coach that two years. gets the potential Why not? out of it, Sam none Darnold. None this is going to happen. What do you think, Dave? They'll trade Darnold for a bag of nickels or something. <laughs> I like that one. A bag of dimes. Buffalo nickels, though. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo nickels. nickels. 1982 Buffalo they'll nickels. They'll trade Darnold and Allen for nickels. <laughs> so they'll get Allen and then get the nickels, uh-huh. and then they'll then Darnold will go to the But Bills. the nickels can't play nickel corner. No. No, they can't no. do that. Or they can't play Nickelback. This is what happens when you record at 1 in the morning, people. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? I, I think... God, is one. <laughs> close, too. I, I, I think he is probably not going to be the best quarterback, but I think he's going to be one of the most consistent. Like, I see mm-hmm. him, and I, I don't want to draw comparisons because they're not the same player. I yeah. see him as, like, the equivalent of a Philip Rivers. Okay. Like, he is a good passer. He's your he starting quarterback for a decade, yeah, but... He'll be overshadowed by better talents throughout mm-hmm. his career, but he'll be consistently very good. He, he won't he's be... had to deal with injuries, though, with wide receivers. That's well, yeah, but Philip Rivers, but but also, I mean, like that's the one thing. But he also won't rock the boat out of yeah. that out of that draft class. He has better stats than Eli, mm-hmm. but Eli has the rings, yeah. and Big Ben has the rings, and then has similar stats. So that's why Rivers is always seen as the third best quarterback. But Philip Rivers has been phenomenal there. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Who's going to be the best quarterback though? I don't know yet. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> so but, it's not going to be Darnold. It's not Darnold. I'm. A- I'm on the fence between. I want to say Baker, but that man is like lava. Man, he could be amazing. He could be. He, he could be like used up garbage by I, literally week sixteen. So I'm gonna make two hot takes here. Yep. I'm gonna say one. The first it's year. Not gonna be Allen. The first year after God, Brady no. retires, the Jets will win the division with Sam Darnold. What? Number pipe. two, the best quarterback when it's all said and done will be Lamar Jackson. Wow. Lamar Jackson will be the best one. I love the He will be the best one. Like I, I like the Darnold thing with Philip Rivers. I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. either to me going to be Jackson or Darnold are the best from it, but I'm going to go with Jackson. I would rather have Sam Darnold be the better quarterback than Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. because we passed on him twice. And well, it's the, the and Patriots. I, weirdly Sean's enough, going to crumble. <laughs> I weirdly enough, hate the Ravens more than I do the, yeah, uh, the Jets. Yeah, you will. But this is where you guys come in. Jet fans, let us know what you think of the Darnold pick. Did you get your franchise winner? And what the Jets need to do the rest of today because day two is going on while this goes up. And then day three will be tomorrow. But let you let us know what you think of this first round pick down below in the comment section. Let's move on though into the next pick. Actually, in the title, first non-quarterback to be in a title, Tremaine Edmonds oh, you're making welcome. his way in there. You're welcome. It's Dave's. You're welcoming to Tremaine Edmonds that <laughs> he's in there. But really, the meat and potatoes of this is Josh Allen and the Bills getting two picks, getting up for Josh Allen. 
They take Tremaine Edmonds later on. Are these guys the centerpieces for the Bills? First off, I love that the Bills traded up twice. We talked about them trading up like big to get one quarterback. Mm-hmm. I like how they still had two picks in the first round and, and and smartly moved up. I like that 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 that, that idea from from the Bills. Um, I think Tremaine Edmonds could be a centerpiece on that defense. It's going to take time for him to become that. And you guys probably know my stance on Josh Allen. I think it's going to take a while for him to become a centerpiece. Does he have the potential to do so? Yes. But he has the lowest floor, in my mind, out of all five of the quarterbacks that went in the first round. This kid, yes, he has a massive arm. Can throw 80 yards. Has massive power. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, he has a big frame. Has some mobility for that frame, but outside of that, I see nothing positive in, in, in his tape. Again, people talk about his work ethic, people talk about his drive, people talk about his competitive, competitiveness. But I was listening to a, a local radio show uh, where the Chicago Bears long snapper Pat Manley came in and mm-hmm. said, uh, "I hate when people say, you know, oh, he's a competitor because we're all competing. It's yeah. a competition. It's sports. That's what we fucking some, do." So, some guys turn it up to another level, like Baker Mayfield. There's a level like, of intensity, but level. with Mayo. Bread, mayo, white, like mayo spread on white bread. Josh Allen here, yeah. Wyoming, you know, doing I nothing out there. I, I don't see him being the. I, I just, I don't see franchise quarterback in him. What do you think, Dave? I mean, I think Sean's uh, line of logic. I, I sort of see where he's going with mm-hmm. this bust word that he refuses to say a lot. So I'll just say bust. <laughs> um, just get out of the way, Sean. Be a man about it. No, I think uh, Josh Allen, like, he has... Dave coming hard tonight. I don't even care. Like, I'm going to be wrong, and they're going to yell at me. I don't care, bro. I don't, I don't care. Buffalo, um, I, I I think they, they did the two things they need. They got themselves a quarterback, and mm-hmm. they got themselves a linchpin of that defense to build on for the future. I think both of those were needs, and they hit them both. I'm cool with that. I think they took the wrong Josh with the pick. It's fine. I respect that. Josh Allen, though, I will give you the credit. Like, like Sean said... Physically, he's got all the tools. What has he been able to put together so far? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's super promising at all. I mean, uh, I made the comment during you during the draft about Bortles equivalency. Like, yes, he's got a big body. He he is all there physically, but you know, when it comes to playing the game at a high level against a high level competition, mm-hmm. we're we're yet to be seen. So, could he compete at the next level and do well? Absolutely, he has every reason he should be able to do so. Can he put it all together um, when it comes time for him to start? I don't know. I've got massive questions, and I don't. I hope that he doesn't get pushed into a role where he has to play in the first year because he is the least NFL ready quarterback that we have mm. seen. In the least this. NFL ready. I might say Lamar might be more least NFL ready. Really? Yeah, to Lamar, step in and Lamar's play. A much I more would, accurate passer. I would say uh. that Lamar would be because Lamar also played. With a pro style head coach in yeah. college and a pro style system. No, I'm just saying, I, like looking at his body, looking mm-hmm. at his ability to read, he gets. I think he gets by, and, and he did get by in his, in, AC, in with ACC his play with his athleticism, and that he's a dual threat. Um, maybe he'll get by in the NFL like that, but I, I would say from a quarterback standpoint, I would say Lamar is less ready. Just from reading reading uh, NFL defenses. Putting the ball in the money. I mean, Lamar Jackson isn't supremely accurate as well. Both no. guys had under sixty percent right. uh, completion percentage in college. Um, I again, I'm just saying in that I think that 
Lamar Jackson needs more work and more tweaking on his mechanics than Josh Allen does because it seems like Josh Allen, from the time of the end of the bowl game to now, it seems like he's been working a ton on his mechanics and shoring up those abilities. So, yeah. and, and I think Josh Allen also, you hear a ton about him in the game, uh, in, in the film room, making sure, you know, reading defenses, seeing what it's like. Uh, you know, he seems like a very smart kid and, and understands football. Um, I would say that that will help him be more NFL ready than Lamar Jackson is because you don't really hear that coming out for you know for Lamar Jackson. Um, so I would say yeah. Lamar probably talent wise is more ready, but I think to actually you know go out read defenses, I think Allen might be more ready. Now here's what I always go back to with Josh Allen is the thing that. The good thing for the Bills is they don't have to throw him in right away. Right. They signed A.J. McCarron, and looking at his contract, they have him for this year, potential out, kind of like Mike Glenn with the Bears, but we do have him like, oh, next year it's $3 million instead of nine hundred k. Um, That our $2 million signing bonus helps this year, though, so yeah. it's kind of backloaded that way. But they have him for this year. They probably have him for next year. The thing, though, when I looked at Josh Allen's tape, Mm-hmm. Was it's like he's got the arm, he's got the size, he's a good athlete. It's like he's not Lamar Jackson level of athlete, he but he's a good a athlete. Bit, yeah. He can get out of the pocket, and it reminded me of Big Ben, mm-hmm. where it's like I'm not going to scramble to get you five, ten yards. I'm going to scramble to extend the play, and there were some where it's like guy would be draped on him, and he brushes him off and throws yeah. it. The two things I didn't like, accuracy was one where I feel like in the right system with the right throws, like building your system around a quarterback. I know they mentioned that with Lamar a lot, where it's like... Trying to hide like, his deficiencies. Yeah, let's not try to, like, Jared Goff is a the guy they bring up. They tried to, Jeff Fisher slam the square peg into a square hole. It didn't fit. Where McVay came in and said, hey, we got the square, let's build the mold around it. Yeah. Where maybe they got to do that a little bit. The biggest thing I didn't like was decision making, where he'd be running outside. I'm going to throw it, and then boom, Josh Jackson picks it off and is going 90 yards to the house. Another thing that stuck out to me was under pressure. He just, it, it, his ability to be a quarterback went out the window. Mm-hmm. Again, he tried to extend plays, but it was similar to Jay Cutler, where the form, the mechanics went out the window. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he'd be throwing off his back foot. He'd be scrambling. His feet wouldn't be set. He'd be throwing, you know, not, you know, with his shoulder pointed to the wide receiver where he'd have his feet wide out, uh, you know, spread out more like this instead of this. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he has the arm talent to do that. But, again, that's not going to be leading to accurate passes and have his shields and the stats. The could that be I, a coaching thing, though? Like, could a, could yeah, a guy well, like Sean McDermott are you getting coach him up? coaches but, at Wyoming? No, but, but— I mean, the coaches are good, but well, it's not like you're getting— the coach was Carson Wentz's coach. Yeah, it's not like you're getting— So Sean McDermott, you're not getting NFL but talent. He, but that was one thing that he's worked off in the offseason mm-hmm. with, uh, with, I think, Trent Dilfer's been a part of it— uh, working on his footwork and his mechanics. Yeah. That's one thing that people have really said about Josh Allen. But another thing that sticks out to me is they didn't let him throw the ball. Wyoming was not a good team. Mm-hmm. Threw the ball 270 times uh, in, in in Wyoming. I mean, that's not a ton. He only completed 152 passes. Lamar Jackson, and we're talking about him as not a pure passer, threw the ball 430 times last year. I mean, that kid was the offense, but Josh Allen in the big sky or whatever the hell Wyoming plays against Wyoming competition as the best player on the team, a top 10 pick is only throwing the ball 270 times. In this style of, of the NFL where we are going out, we're throwing the ball every single play over 30 times in a game, that doesn't bode well for me. Pace the Mo- offense. Mountain West, by the way. Mountain West. Yeah, and it used it, to probably be Big Sky, I think. 
within yeah. the big sky state, I think. It's very much the pace of the game that they mm-hmm. played, and that's that's the thing that he may have to adjust to at the NFL level is being asked to do more. And like you said, already under the uh, questionable decision-making went under the gun in, in those critical situations. So if we're going to pin more and more on him, how is he going to be able to take all that on? You said he's a good student of the game. He's very interested in spending time in the locker room, you know, watching tape, watching film of uh, the game. But in, unless he can put it together on the field when it mm-hmm. matters, like it doesn't matter. Maybe you should be a coach if, if it doesn't work for him. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. You care about the game, but you have every reason to be good at this game. Mm-hmm. He needs to figure out how to put together. Thankfully, like you said, AJ McCarron provides the safety blanket of you don't have to go out there and prove it day one. Well, and I mean, you mentioned this before the podcast, Dave, and I get this could happen where it's almost like Trubisky with the Bears, where yeah. he's not going to start. Glennon's the starter. Ah, shit, how many games in? All right, we're going to go to Trubisky. Like, let's be realistic. How much are we hurting ourselves? I hope that doesn't happen because to me, Trubisky coming in and Josh Allen coming in, two different levels. Like, first off, Trubisky didn't have the decision-making questions that we were asking about Josh Allen. Plus, Trubisky was never a guy we said, oh, he's going to wait for two years. It was, oh, he'll sit for one because they have uh, they have Mike Glennon. But it was never like a, oh, Trubisky will be a three-year guy. What was the biggest knock on Mitch? For Mitch? Yeah. Only played 13 a couple games, games in yeah. college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Josh Allen has showed much less in much more games. Mm-hmm. That's a problem to me. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, like there's the big arm, there's the big traits. Um, my dad, who barely ever talks about NFL draft, mm-hmm. comes out and says he loves Josh Allen. Big arm, and then use the muscle emoji. It's like again, these guys can have big arms, but what are you doing on the field with your talent? How much did that big arm work for Jay Cutler? Exactly. Well, but that's different Jay though because care, Jay has still no, no, won. But I'm saying is, <laughs> big arm quarterback yeah. doesn't mean championship quarterback. It's, right. The guy that I go to is Rex Grossman. Mm-hmm. All right? Sexy Rexy. Under 58% completion percentage in college. That was in the SEC, by the mm-hmm. way. Still, again, that whole number that I love about yards per attempt, under 7 for Rex, under 7 for Josh. You want that over 7 because that means, hey, we're taking shots more down the field, we're taking bigger shots, and mm-hmm. we're just not completing those passes. In, you know, averaging, you know, 6, point, uh, six yards uh, per attempt for Josh Allen and completing like 56% of those passes, and he's not having that big of a workload, those stats mean something. To be a great NFL quarter- quarterback, you need to dominate at your level. You're going up against Mountain West competition, and you're not dominating. You're going up against big competition, Big Ten competition in mm-hmm. Iowa. Not even the cream of the crop there. A good program with Kirk Ferentz, but not the cream of the crop, and you look abysmal out there. That speaks levels to me. Again, what he does and and puts work in the offense, it's commendable. Mm -hmm. Great job, Josh. Go out and do that. But again, it's something, and and I think, you know, we didn't talk about this yet, but the whole thing with Josh Allen, like, I I do have some sympathy for him because obviously it seemed like there was a pre-planned attack against him to release those tweets. Again, I'm not condoning those tweets. I I don't know the, the context of those tweets, but that didn't seem like someone saying, oh, hey, this kid might have issues um, and not be, you know, open and fair and, and, and you know, a respectable person to every human being. Mm-hmm. It was more of, I want my client to to go higher <laughs> than Josh Allen. That's what it, it, it was seemed like. It was millions of dollars in the air. If it was actually coming from a caring place, then I would have I would have cared. But that seemed more like a pre-planned tech. So I do feel a little bit for Josh Allen there. I'm glad, I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity at seven. But what I have seen from Josh Allen on the field makes me, again, 
very worried about him being an NFL quarterback and more worried about him being an NFL quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield isn't mature at all, but Baker Mayfield went on the field and Mm -hmm. proved it. The one thing I'm going to fact check you with from earlier because I just looked into it is correct that the Wyoming coach did have Carson Wentz, but he was the head coach for Carson his first two years when Carson had 16 and 30 attempts. So Carson wasn't the starter until after Bull left. So. so it's like, yeah, he coached Carson Wentz, but was Carson Wentz. But how many uh, NCAA or oh, Division II yeah, champions? Four straight, that was right? the guy who won I mean, three The guy still not a coach. Yeah, he knows coach how to football. coach. But I'm just, I just don't want yeah. someone to go, oh, well, Carson Wentz yeah. was a starter at that point. Yeah, they're like, probably going to yell at me when it takes about Josh Allen. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, for me with Josh Allen, it's like I see the traits of a quarterback that can. Well, that's a th- are we just looking at checklists, basically? I mean, that's what I feel like. You have the guys who are like, uh, mm-hmm. he's a, he's over six foot two. He's uh, he weighs this much. He can run a forty in this time. Like I feel like it's become so mechanical that like people throw tape out of the window mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And like, do you, I, I hate the line, but do you even watch the games? Like that's what when I come back, you can check all these boxes. But if you watch him play, I and didn't, you don't I see didn't, someone who can compete, compete at the next level. Wouldn't it be asinine to say a six one quarterback just went number one overall all overall like five years ago? Mm-hmm. So the fact that I think that's boding well for um, it's for, trending for the in the NFL. right direction. It's trending in the right direction. The fact that Baker went number one is a huge win for quarterbacks because mm-hmm. it really isn't putting you in a box anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing that you mentioned, like when I watched the film for all of these guys, it wasn't. And this goes for any of the top five guys. I didn't watch their film and go, "Man, this guy's going to be a bad pro." I always looked at it where it was like. All right, here's some things that I don't like. Here's some things that like they'll have to work on. But with all five of them, I thought, yeah, these guys can be drafted and produce at the college level. Are all of them going to be championship Super Bowl guys? No. But like with Josh Allen, it's going to be the big thing for me is decision making. Is what like are you going to be able to fix that at the next level? Because these corners up here, these safeties up here, they'll jump all over you if they know what you're going to do. Thing, you gotta got to learn to look them off. The thing is, is just, uh, again, I, I, I looked at him. I watched his tape. I mm-hmm. took in everything that I, I read about this kid. And it's the reason why he was my fifth quarterback in, in coming into this, in this, in this draft. I'm not a fan of him. I, I don't see franchise quarterback in him. And and like you said, you can see the the potential in everyone else. Josh Rosen was my favorite quarterback. I think he has the ability on the field. Baker Mayfield proved it that he was a that that he has the ability to win games. Sam Darnold again has every single thing in a nice package. He's a leader. He's good on the field. I you know Sam Darnold is pretty much the the perfect quarterback uh, prospect that you'd like. Lamar Jackson has the athletic ability that we really don't see at that quarterback position. Josh Allen, you could pick apart his tape mm-hmm. every single play. There was always typically something wrong with his play. I wouldn't say like there were a few good plays. Seventy-five percent of the time, there was something going wrong in, in one of his plays. Mm-hmm. Like again, even if it, even if it ended up in a, in a completed pass, footwork was a problem. Uh, again, like just just his mechanics were problems. Well, and that, that's one the, thing where if there's a guy who I'm saying he's not a franchise guy, it's easily Josh. The Allen. only thing that's going to make this bad mm-hmm. is if we're still saying this two years down the line. That's true. That's, That's true. it. Like if he hasn't like, we're grown not, in that we're time not, period, he's not, a project. We all know that. Yeah, we're not like, expecting these guys to come in and boom, Super Bowl year one. I mean, yeah, no, not everybody can year two Carson wants it. But yeah. let's be honest, well, like, Carson wants it, and Carson wants it. I know he was on track. Well, he got he's him on the right to the playoffs. Though. He was on the right pace. Um, but my point Who won being, the games like, in the playoffs. <laughs> Nick Foles, baby. <laughs> equal. He's equal to uh, some say equal to, to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. 
Yeah, some say both, both through uh, seven touchdowns into the game. Yep, that happened. <laughs> um, my point being, or my my question that I want to mm-hmm. get to is Josh Allen, like. Every one of these quarterbacks, Sean kind of lists off a couple of things that made them special and stand out. What makes Josh Allen special? What makes him such a highly rated player? It's is it is it just his body? I mean, is there something that no, he does no, to more than is, everyone? Can I, can I jump ahead. in real quick? Because this is more of a big Yeah. What he can do is he can throw the ball eighty yards in a dome with no one pressuring him. Is that a combine joke? So. Yeah, it's a combine <laughs> joke. Oh, he threw the ball 80 yards with no defenders in shorts with Dude, no that wind. That was a bomb, though. That was a bomb. <laughs> All right. That's like... That's All like, respect. Okay. That was a bomb. bomb. Can the guys at the longest drive competition win the Masters? Fuck no. I mean... There's a reason they're not playing in the pros. No happy Gilmore's here. No, no happy Gilmore. But, like, for me, my two best traits that I like in Josh Allen is, one, the arm. Yeah. Because he's got tremendous arm strength. Number two is... What I said, we're You're impressed by my arm sometimes. Your arm, you just throw fast. That's why you, you hurt my ball. like he, he br- farms it and hurts my hand. But the other thing I <laughs> anyone can throw hard, baby. The other thing I like about it is when I was watching the tape and he did scramble out. It was like, like I said, where it reminded me of Big Ben, where it's like I'm gonna extend, have this and big body, to shake so tackles. I'm not gonna be easily right. swallowed up, and I can extend the play, and then with my arm. I can get that down the field now, now and not for short you here. Arm it. Um, out of the last couple of Super Bowls, who, who's been the strong-armed quarterback who's won them? And that's the thing is, strong arm is great. Star, all, strong but arm doesn't. That's get not you. what wins you a championship. You got to have this. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's where I think it, it's a lot of things. It's not the, just the arm. With that's, with these two years, we're going to have to see improve. Like I'm not on the level of Sean to where it's like, oh, Josh Allen's a bust. I think that, like, I see the good in his game, and I see what he could be. It's just, for me, he's got this. It's just fixing the decision-making and then being a little bit more accurate. Because, like, like I asked Brandon when we talked about the quarterbacks, is was his accuracy all just accuracy, or was some of that accuracy making poor decisions, uh, what's the word, um, ill-advised decisions, mm-hmm. Instead of making the better decision. But even then, good quarterbacks can, st- like, again, like, it's something where you're playing against Mountain West competition, you're making the wrong decisions against worse defenses, and you're still not able to be accurate. Like, again, let's, the guy that you keep comparing to, Big Ben, mm-hmm. Big Ben was seen as the best quarterback in the MAC conference his yeah. junior year. Josh Allen wasn't. Josh Allen was seen as the third best quarterback in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. In, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, junior year, 69.1% completion percentage, 4,486 yards, threw the ball almost 500 times, had a 37 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio. Again, Big Ben, good. Big Ben had the body, he had yeah. the ability, but he also proved it. And that's the thing, until Josh Allen proves it, I am not buying into him being a franchise no, quarterback. No, and that's complete, like, I can see that towards, like, okay. You make a compelling case, Sean. He doesn't, like, he didn't produce, I'm not going to buy into it. For me, the thing I relate it to is my experience throughout music, where it's like, I'm not getting something, I'm not getting something with my fingers. Sometimes having a different teacher, someone else, show you something in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like maybe with the decision making, his coaches were showing him one thing and it's just not clicking where Sean McDermott's gonna show him another well, thing and it's gonna be like, oh aha. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna it. we want a defensive 
co- a former defensive coordinator to teach Josh Allen how to play quarterback? Oh, I'm not saying teach, but like they're just because I'm a defensive coach doesn't mean I I'm not going to help the quarterback. Okay, like, we want it. Yeah, it's going to be the offensive staff that works we want, the most. We want Sean McDermott, who made the decision to play Nathan Peterman over Tyrod Taylor. To be teaching fine, him how to Brian, read, read Brian, it. Brian, fine, Brian DeBall, the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's just having a different voice show you something. Like my point and is, hey, a different voice showing you something different that maybe yeah. clicks something. And maybe for I him. think the the better the the better chance of him doing that was Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. former first round pick, won a yeah. Super Bowl with with Baltimore. wasn't that great on the field, but still, I mean, that doesn't mean you can't it's be a, prime a good coach. Time dime, baby. Um, and and one thing, I mean, Trent speaks very highly of him. Trent. Also had some terrible takes on NFL Network. Not trying to discredit his, on but ESPN. He has been off. Um, not trying to discredit his Sean, his, his coaching shots abilities. All over the place but today. No, I, I'm not trying to <laughs> throw shots at him. I was just trying to be a dick. Um, <laughs> There's a difference. But yeah, Trent's um, word is not gospel. No, no. Yeah. But I also think that Trent has the ability to teach a quarterback. Like mm-hmm. I, again, he's been in those shoes. Um, and Brian, again, former Patriot guy, former Alabama guy. I just don't know if Brian. I mean, Brian didn't make Tom Brady Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I just don't know again if he has the right coaches around him. And again, you gotta prove it at some point. And for two years, we won't know if he's gonna be able to prove it. Mm-hmm. And when will the Bills' uh, whole window close? And another thing is. Buffalo doesn't have a great offensive line. They just got no. rid of Cordy Glenn. They just got rid of their best piece. To Richie be, Incognito just retired. To be so honest, you're going to put a terrible quarterback behind a terrible offensive line? TBH, we do have picks. They do have picks to use the rest of this draft to fill that tackle spot. Like, okay. they signed a guy, but it's like, uh, the health of that line has been a question. All right, Connor Williams is still available. Connor Williams exactly. be on the board. Orlando Brown, will Orlando Brown be on the board? Even if you take Orlando Brown, let's talk about a kid who's not motivated, not putting his all into the biggest day of his life in the combine. I, I just I don't <laughs> buy into this Josh Allen pick at, at all. And, and I hope he proves me wrong. I'm not wishing... Ill, uh, on any of these quarterbacks, but if I am picking one guy and betting my car again, uh, well, on, you don't have it. Just so it's a joke. <laughs> if I had to bet it's my car again gag. on one of these guys, not panning out in the NFL, your it's Josh car? Allen, and I'm not blinking. So you're gonna bet your next car? Yeah, I'm gonna bet my uh, imagine not imaginary children or whatever that guy said. Not existent. Not existent children. Um, I just don't buy into this Josh Allen pick. I do like what mm-hmm. Buffalo did because, again, you're going after potential in Josh Allen, yeah. and you go after and get Tremaine Edmonds, a 19-year-old that's super raw, has a ton of athleticism. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love that, that pick. pick because he proved something on the field at Virginia Tech, and you just see the, 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 the ceiling being massive and the floor being you know, fairly low. I see Allen's ceiling maybe being a big Ben, but his floor being horrible, like mm-hmm. absolute Brock Osweiler garbage. Like, yeah, I, I, I just don't see Josh Allen panning out. Well, and we'll have to see with Josh what happens. You mentioned Tremaine Edmonds. My little thing about that is just this defense is getting better. Like, That's I mean, right. yeah. Tremaine Edmonds, youngest player in this draft, has to me the most to – Kind of, grow. I don't want to say grow, that's the word I'm looking for. I was going to say gain, but like yep. they have Kyle Williams, they make the Washington pick, they get Shaq Lawson, adding another pick like Tremaine Edmonds just makes this defense a little yeah. bit better. To me, the biggest question was that quarterback, though. Like, and will Josh Allen be the guy to be a consistent? Regardless like, of if they picked the guy or not, they got their quarterback in the future. Did. That's now, their answer. Here's the last thing I want to ask into this, and I save this to last because it really doesn't matter, but sure. I still want to get your guys' opinion on it. 
What do you guys think of the whole, not really what happened with Josh Allen, with the whole tweet coming out, just the overall of how many times do we have, oh, we found this out about a player, let's stash it away, and then, okay, day of the draft, we're going to drop this bomb on him. Biggest day of your life, we're going to drop it on you. I think Sean kind of hit it on the head. It's definitely maliciously done and I feel like it's done by another player's agent. You think so? It's, yeah, it's due diligence. Okay. It's you're out to get your guy the best chance and to make the most money. How do you do that? You can tank other people's stock mm-hmm. if they did something stupid Because the their thing past. that Shefty really said easy. today, and Shefty was like, I'm not saying our team did this, but he goes, back in January, all the teams like kind of scoured through the social media, yep. and none of these tweets were found. By nobody. Right. Like, Josh Allen already went through and said, shit, this don't look good. Delete, delete, delete. Yep. Someone found it before, and he goes, I don't know if it was another team that wanted him to fall to them, so they're like, okay, we're going to hang on to this. Was it another player's agent that's like, hey, screw this guy. My quarterback is a lot better than that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I just think it's shitty to, especially with this, because it's all the way back in high school. Like you said in our text group, Dave, thank God that when you I was go to not job interviews and, that yeah. people are not taking yeah. what I said in high school and stuff yeah. and acting as like what I am right now. Exactly. I just think it's shitty that we on the biggest day of these kids' lives, we drop something like that they did in high school to ruin their day. It's one fifteen AM, so I'm totally buying into conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Who was the guy that was drafted behind Josh Allen? Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Who was pissed off that he wasn't taken Josh higher? So you're saying Josh, Who Josh Rosen's agent? agent? Whose family is fairly well off? Josh Rosen? Just saying. I was I was really hoping you'd well, go there. the one thing. I'm really just saying. The, 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 I'm not Charlie if, if from the Charlie in the, in the mailroom. Uh, Carol! From, yeah, Carol! from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> but I would be putting pictures up, and maybe strings would be attaching. Well, you guys in our text group, I'll say this because it didn't happen. Sure. My conspiracy theory after it came out like, I got this aha moment of, oh, shit. Like, after Shefty said it could have been a team, I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, all right, Baker goes number one. Darnold goes to the Jets. Bills trade up for Allen. And the, our Bills trade up for Josh Rosen. Rosen. Then I'm like, Cardinals trade up for Lamar Jackson. Right at 11, the Miami Dolphins. They didn't care about Laramie Tunsil and his issue when he was falling. They need a quarterback. If Josh Allen's there, they'd be like, well, we could we could take him. We were strong arm quarterback. Like, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, Jay Cutler, strong arm quarterback. What was his best year? Adam Gase. Who's the head coach of the Dolphins? Adam Gase. And I'm drawing all, all these, these lines in going. my head. And I'm like, I'm like the Miami Dolphins. I even said it to Brad today. I'm like, book it. He's gonna be a Dolphin. <laughs> you know how tall Ryan Tannehill is? The same height as Jay Cutler. Six five. Hang on, hang on. No, that's the same height. That's the same height as Ryan Tannehill. Oh, okay. Bada-boom. I thought it was gonna be the same height as Jay Cutler. The question is, Josh Allen, hot wife. I don't know. Mm. I don't think he has a wife. So there you go. I think he has that, a wife. That is why there is no fit for him in my life. I would have married that beanbag. Any, <laughs> well, this is where we'll turn it on to you guys. I was going to say any no. final thoughts, but we'll turn it on to you guys. What do you think about the Edmonds and Allen pick for I the like Bills? Jermaine Edmonds. Are they the seven? I did too. Yeah, that's what that, I said. That's a good value. I don't think they should have taken a quarterback at seven. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. Let's move on, though, into the next guy, Cardinals, going with Josh Rosen, the quarterback from UCLA. Before we get into the whole thing with um, the Cardinals getting the, did they get the steal of the draft in Josh Rosen, the one thing I want to ask you guys is comments that I saw 
that Josh Rosen made after the pick, which I'm half and half on. The first one where he said that nine other teams, like nine teams, made a big mistake by passing on me. I got no problem with that. Draymond Green did the same thing in the NBA, mm. and he's making teams pay for passing on him. The thing that I don't like is when I saw, and he's really pissed off about it. Like, part of me goes, there's the good in that where, okay, let that fuel you and drive you to prove those teams wrong. But then there's the side of me that might be my father and me, where it's like, shut the fuck up, you're in the NFL. Yeah, I've Like, def- you're in the NFL. I've tried to defend Rosen's personality, uh, kind of saying, you know, he's, he's Aaron Rodgers-esque, um, he has that chip on his shoulder, but one thing that Aaron's great at is being a politician about mm-hmm. his answers, um, and I think that's one thing that Josh Rosen needs to learn how to do is, yes, you might not want to play politics, and you kind of mentioned this on the Dan, Dan Patrick show, is, or I think it was the Colin Coward show, is mm-hmm. that he has an interest in politics, but the one thing that great politicians do is that they you know are calm, they are level-headed, they are strategic with their words. And I understand Josh Rosen kind of wanting to be uh, you know brash, open, and honest with his, with his words, but mm-hmm. I think there is a, a level of where you need to be professional um, and I think that he kind of crossed that that that, that line. I love the player. I, I think that he, he has a chip on his shoulder now, which is probably good for his game. The only problem is really durability. But in the end, that does worry me because I talked about Baker Mayfield's immaturity, and this might show immaturity in Josh Rosen. Well, and the thing I think of in Dave, I mm-hmm. think of this. If I was a Cardinal fan, after the I'm pissed off, I'd be sitting there going, why are you pissed off? Don't be pissed off that they didn't pick you. Nah. I picked you. Like, you should be happy. It should be like, you know what? I'm great to be happy to be a Cardinal. Going to do great things in Arizona. Should be all about. I'd be sitting there going. People have different motivators. I'm Ricky. like, why are you care? I'd be like, why are you caring that so-and-so didn't take you before me? I got you. People Worry have about different me. motivators. Oh, I know that. I'm heavily motivated by spite. And yeah. I have a feeling that Josh Rosen, likewise, is mm-hmm. motivated by spite more than. He's happy he was picked. Yes, but he wasn't picked, you know, exactly where he wanted to be. Yeah, he, which was number one. He wasn't respected. Well, no, not number one. He didn't want to go to Cleveland. Right. Basically, he wants to He cleared that up. He said yeah. he wanted to be drafted anywhere. On Dan Patrick's show. Backtracked it. Yeah. And Dan Patrick's show, he literally said, no, I, I just want to be selected on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not the truth. Yeah. Because no. he wanted to be selected somewhere. <laughs> he wanted to be selected somewhere else. Didn't want to be Brady Quinn. But basically, his whole thing was... I agree. He's more focused about himself and uh, feeling disrespected, mm-hmm. and he wants to set the record straight there rather than, you know, I'm happy, I'm enjoying the moment, I, I can't wait to be an Arizona Cardinal, this is my jam, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this place amazing. Um, no, he, he is he's definitely got um, a different set of priorities than a lot of people do. Well, and this is to me, now getting into the did they get the steal, to me it's a two, a two, an- two answer to the question. Did they get the steal by just what kind of a quarterback he is on the field? Mm-hmm. Potentially. Like, he's the most pro—like, the guy to me that could step in day one for any team was Josh Rosen. I look at his mm-hmm. tape, screamed Matt Ryan to me with how he throws, his mechanics. I was, like, looking, I'm like, I've seen this exact before. And then I pulled up Matt Ryan tape, and I'm like, oh, that's where I've seen it. But the thing that I—the reason why I say no— is I feel like, remember when Jim Mora was like, oh, he's got interests outside of football. Yeah. And like I know, Dave, you were one where you're like, I want my guy to have interests outside of football. I think this shows that a little bit. Not the interest outside of football, the, hey, I should be focused on this. I should be focused on the team 
that drafted me, but I'm focused on something completely not related to like it's related because I didn't get drafted by right. them, but I shouldn't be focusing on this at all. And that's what I wonder will be the derailment of Josh Rosen in the end, where it's like yeah. thirty for thirty, great player, but man, if he would have just fo- if he wouldn't have just worried about what the critics said and worried about outside voices, yeah. he would have been a great player. Like yeah. that could be the alternate to me with Josh Rosen, that he will be his own destructive tool and could ruin <laughs> himself. No, no, like he could be the tool oh. that destroys his and career. Himself because it's yeah. so occupied with what yep. the media says about yep. him and exactly. what his perception is. Outside. Exactly. I could see that. I could see that. I, But I feel like he's like, He's internally, like, mentally strong enough mm-hmm. to kind of channel that into, I think, his time on the field. That's sort of <laughs> Sean, you're just giving me a... Dave has a picture <laughs> of Josh Rosen while he's being drafted or walking on the stage. And yes. It's, like, kind of one of those pictures that no matter where you go, the eyes will follow you. Um, I don't know if we could put it up on the on the, on the screen or not. Um, we'll I'll put turn it on da- Twitter. I'll turn Dave's cam- uh, computer, mm-hmm. if you can see it, because I kind of wanted to get away from looking at me. Um, we'll put it on Twitter for sure. I don't sure. know. I mean, it's it, maybe that's kind of it's kind of similar to the look Rodgers had when he was in the war room after mm-hmm. not being picked. But Rodgers, it was more of he felt defeated, where Rosen seemed more pissed off. And, he was, like, seething. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I, I agree with you, Ricky. And again, maybe it's it's old school thinking mm-hmm. of, you know, just be happy. Be you're happy. Drafted. You're drafted. You're top. You want to be Geno Smith and not get your name exactly. called day one? Like you were drafted, and I understand that you wanted to be somewhere else, and that's not your expectations, and you thought you were going to be higher. But go prove it. Like mm-hmm. like Baker Mayfield proved that three star recruit and and walked down at two different programs and yeah. won the Heisman. Like I, I just and then there was comments about. Um, him not trying or at UCLA or something along the lines of, uh, you know, um, he, he could have been somewhere else, but he picked UCLA to be a joke. Uh, like, I, I don't know exactly where mm-hmm. he is. And, and if I'm going to bash Baker Mayfield on immaturity, I think this is showing some immaturity in Josh Rosen. Not because it's an outside interest. I just think that he has an ego that he needs to live up to. And, again, ego is not always a terrible thing. I think Aaron Rodgers has a, a massive ego, um, but I think it's something that is well, beneficial to him. Well, you said he can play him. politician. R-E-L-A-X. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, I, I'm, I think, I'm happy you're at least admitting to this because you're, you're being fair about your criticism. Mm-hmm. Well, it's – I'm usually not. I mean, sometimes you get a little biased. <laughs> well, again, I, 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 love, about Tom Brady. I love Josh Rosen's tape. And and when before, like when people were bashing on him for his personality, mm-hmm. I didn't really buy into it because I was like, well, that's me, what... Me, that was me. Yeah, that's what I was, I was... I saw it and I was just like, you know what? I think this is more of just, you know, so, some bad rumors and, and maybe this is just some, some miscommunication from Jim Mora. Um, and, and even Mora wanted to clean it up a bit. I just... It, it's it's starting to rub me the wrong well, way. And, and, and the fact that it took me... Literally like a day, like mm-hmm. one comment to kind of flip it. I think it speaks well, volumes onto onto what Josh Rosen's kind of uh, what's it called uh, resume is, and with his personality. And there was a whole thing with the Mora when he tried to yeah. clean it up, where they were saying that is this really Jim Mora cleaning it up, or is this the Rosen family going, "Hey man, we could have went anywhere. We could have went to Southern Cal." We came and played for you. We threw you a bone. Now you throw us a bone. Like there were people saying that as well. The thing that I think of is I go back to when we ranked the quarterbacks. And for me, early on, it was Darnold Rosen, Darnold Rosen, Darnold Rosen. 
But then as we got through it, it was Dar- it was like Darnold and Allen, and then they flipped towards the end, Allen Darnold. Baker was then my third because I loved the chip on my shoulder thing. Rosen kept falling, and if it wasn't for what I saw on tape and what he can do on the field, he would have been out of my top five because of really? the whole— per- Like, after I heard the Jim Mora thing, I'm like— all right, prove to me that it's wrong, but I don't want a guy that is going to. The big thing for me mm-hmm. was when they were like, oh, well, when he was the wide receiver runs a bad route, he gets really angry and he like uses a condescending tone. Again, speaking from personal um, experience here, I hated when like I was in rehearsals and stuff mm-hmm. and you're with someone and they're trying to help you, but they're so condescending about things where it's like, just get the fuck away from me. Right. I'll figure it out on myself. I don't want that as a guy for a teammate. So for me, now I see this and I go, I don't. I wouldn't even want him on my team because of what he was acting like tonight. Kind of like a crybaby. Ooh. Kind of well, like a crybaby a little bit. I think in some ways, and there's always a saying of, you could tell the character of a person on how they act when they have, you know, how they act around someone where they have nothing to gain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think maybe even Kanye tweeted that out. I know mm-hmm. he's a nutbag, but he tweeted that out. Um, and I think Alan might, or sorry, I think Rosen might be that character where he's going to act like he cares about someone when he can gain something from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not, I don't know Josh Rosen. I can't make these 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 assumptions. I've, told, I've but, said numerous times, and I'll say it again. Josh, if you're watching, you're always welcome he's down the dear, podcast. He's a dear, dear friend of I'm ours. I'm just saying, if it gets to it, if it gets to his timeline, he's more than welcome on the show anytime. I, I bet he to, watches. To plead his case. Um, I, I just, I just think that again, that might be his personality mm-hmm. uh, of he's just trying to get somewhere in advance, and that again doesn't bode well for a leader. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Baker Mayfield, who yeah, he might have interest in himself. But that interest is winning and being the best, which means at some point he's going to drag people along with him. Mm-hmm. Rosen's is more of once you're dead himself. to me, you're dead to me. Yeah. And that works yep. when you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. doesn't work when you're a quarterback. Yeah, it's a team sport, unfortunately, at the end of the day. And like you said, if he is not making his team better and working with his teammates to make everything around them better, then he's not hurting you from a franchise standpoint. And that... I don't want to go like in the deep end just because of some comments. Well, but. there were people that said that because he was huge, he was a big tennis player early on, right. that that kind of seeps into where it's like it's an individual sport. So it's that's why he's a, a little bit more about it. Yeah, yeah I, I can totally respect that point of view. I'm just to the point where I I know this is overreaction. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's where you know where where we're aiming at for this stuff, but I don't know that I've seen enough that I'm like. I still feel like it was a steal. I still feel like value-wise, getting on someone alone, with his talent yeah. in this draft mm-hmm. uh, where, where they got him was absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely worth it. Well, it's, it's worth the risk. I mean, yeah. the, I, I thought the biggest risk on him was going to be durability. And then maybe when he went to the Cardinals, I thought, oh, great, he's going to be the backup to Sam Bradford, a guy who had Is a ton he? of talent. I was going to ask, durability. does he start day one? Well, I, I'm just saying, like— even even if he's not the the backup to Sam Bradford, again, mm-hmm. Bradford's still on that team. So a guy that again has a ton of talent, but was never able to do anything with it because of the durability. And even I, I kind of talked about that a little bit in my group chat yeah. today, where it was like I think Rosen's the most talented, and the reason he'll falter is because of like a Sam Bradford. He'll get injured and won't be able to be on the field. Yeah. Now that now he's he's drafted to the ghost of Christmas away. past or well, Christmas no, future. Now it's drifting away, where it's a little bit more of. 
does he have the mentality to be a leader and win? Maybe he'll be able to put up stats, but maybe he won't have the the ability to take his team to the next level. That's the question that's coming into me, and now that's more of a concern. So I understand why he fell this low. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I, I still think the tape speaks volumes on him. And I know UCLA was a bad team, but UCLA wasn't you know, mm-hmm. lighting up the Pac-12 this year. Well, I mean, there was also questions where I heard this on the Dan Patrick show this week where he was almost going to come back to UCLA. Yeah. And, like, Chip, really. Chip Kelly was sitting there like, hey, I want him back. I can win with anyone. But, hey, I would love to have Josh Rosen be here on my team. But there was even, a like, do I want to go pro? Do I want to come back kind of a thing? The thing I think with Josh Rosen, though— if there's any team that would have been perfect that needed a quarterback for him to go to, it's the Cardinals. And the main reason why I say that is remember how I brought up the talking, like condescending to your wide receivers? Mm-hmm. Who's the number one wide receiver in Arizona? I believe it's uh, John Brown. John Brown. But Larry Fitzgerald is who I was thinking of. Oh, John Brown's he? not even on the team anymore. I think oh. he's in Baltimore. Whoops. Um, but. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> is the guy I'm thinking of. If there's anyone, anyone, and I don't know Josh Rosen, I don't know if he'll be like a, yeah, yeah, whatever, Larry, like, whatever you say. Is Larry Fitzgerald any, any good, though? No. Like, does he no, have any credentials what, to his career? But what I'm saying is if there's anyone that can teach him and guide him mm-hmm. to be a better leader and kind of maybe whip this kid into shape, I'll mm-hmm. say, sure. it'd be Larry Fitzgerald. No, 100%. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's been a, a, a great just person. Just I mean, pro- the epitome yeah, of like leadership yeah. and and everything you want in a professional. Kind of reminds yeah. me of Tim Duncan with the Spurs, almost. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I like that comparison. I, again, uh, I I think that not only with the the Larry Fitzgerald thing, I also think this is probably the great spot because um, you also look. It's the most pro ready quarterback mm-hmm. with a great defense already. And uh, Steve Wilkes is going to enhance that defense. I mean, I know they make lost it, the Honey Badger. Yeah, but. make it better. But, I mean, there's still a lot of talent on that mm-hmm. defense. Um, so I, I really like that fit. You have David Johnson. You have Larry Fitzgerald. You now have Josh Rosen, if he is the starter, and a good defense. Now, will that help you win the NFC West with all the talent there in San Francisco and Los Angeles? And I'll even give respect to Seattle because of Russell Wilson. Probably not. But this team will at least probably be competitive um, in that NFC West. Do you think Mike McCoy and Josh Rosen will work well? I think they could. Because Mike McCoy is the OC right now. I think he could. I don't. Th- I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, he's not a Peyton Manning, I and mean, McCoy had his biggest success with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he's more of that because when I when I think of Peyton Manning and, and Philip Rivers, they can dominate with their arm. And and but the one thing too is. Peyton Philip Rivers trash talk like crazy. And yeah, then, like they, they have that competitive edge, and Rosen seems to really have that competitive edge as well. So maybe personality-wise, it might fit well with Mike McCoy and his offense, but talent-wise, I I don't see the arm talent that Rivers and Manning has, mm-hmm. but those also are all-time greats. So it's it's going to depend on how they work in uh, gel and training camp. Yeah, I mean, for me, the biggest thing, if we're talking about steel here, just yep. kind of ended up. Yeah. Talent-wise, he's a steal. Like, getting him at 10, like, this is a guy who, talent alone, number one pick. You got my number one quarterback as the fourth quarterback back off the board. It's yeah. definition of a steal. The big thing for me in the end, and like I said earlier, I'll say it again now, is I feel like Josh Rosen's biggest enemy will be Josh Rosen. It'll be one of those situations where it's like, you know what, in the end— 
everyone tried to help him. He was his own demise. He would focus on this, wouldn't focus on that. He'd get too carried yeah. away with this and not that. But, like, if he just, to me, blocks out everything that anyone says, who gives a crap that you went 10, you're on the Arizona Cardinals, and you get to play in the NFL? Uh Like, show a little bit of humility there. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he can put all that aside and just go play some football, he'll be a great pro for Arizona. Be careful, Icarus. Exactly. Don't fly too close to the sun. Do you got any final thoughts, Dave? I think you guys wrapped up pretty well. I I, I just hope that... I, I truly do hope that the fit is right, and I think that as long as Sam Bradford has the time to kind of give him the the warning signs of, look, you're incredibly talented, so was I. I'm now on my third team, fourth team. Well, that was for different Let's reasons. See, Rams, no. Eagles, like fourth team. It was an interesting contract, to be fair. But Yeah, yeah but I'm saying, um, like, no, I think Rosen's it's... demise will be his personality, mm-hmm. not, and Sam Bradford isn't an asshole. No, we know of. <laughs> You'd be a huge ass. Dave, then we, then we know it. But I'm saying, if there's some, but no, if there's someone who can come in and be the guy who you're learning under, I think mm-hmm. Sam Bradford is journeyman enough, but he also has a top end talent, you know, where, what, just, you know, a year, just a little over a year ago, highest passing percentage in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, it's a good position for him to grow well, under. It's not somewhere, even though he's the most pro-ready, we're all thrilled about that, he doesn't have to start day one. Well, and Fitz will humble him, too. And also, yeah. I mean, look at the third string now on that and that Arizona Cardinals team. Mike Glennon was humbled last year. Hey, I just got a, a three-year, $46 million contract. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the third-string quarterback for a, a Cardinal team behind Sam Bradford, who can't stay healthy, and Josh Rosen, who's the rookie. Look I mean, your, like, I think, I think that's crystal, something, too. Is, look I mean, into your crystal ball you. really quick, Sean. Is there any reality where Sam Bradford goes down this year and Mike Glennon starts over Josh Rosen? Oh, God, no. Just for think, year one. No, Just no, for no. year one. No, 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 no. Like, let's say no, week no, no. six he goes down and the Cardinals put in Mike Glennon. Is Josh, Josh Rosen, Rosen injured? It would literally no. have no, to no, be no. like week one, no, play not four. Even. And uh, only only in that scenario. The might only I way give... that he would go in the game before is if like Josh Rosen's in the locker room taking a piss. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like it was a turnover, and Rosen's like scrambling to get in, and mm-hmm. you know Glennon has to hand it off to. He David couldn't Johnson. find his helmet on the sideline. Yeah. There was a whole shenanigans play. Yeah, and just to kind of give you guys a little insight of just Josh Rosen after I watched his film, sure, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths I had pocket passing, yep. great spiral, field vision, arm talent. All weaknesses: durability, leadership, personality. Mm. Not one thing, except for maybe durability. Not one thing to do with his actual. Play. Talent and physical ability mm-hmm. on the field. So for me, kind of like what Sean and Dave said, he'll be his own enemy. But Cardinal fans, you guys, let us know what you think down below in the comment section. Did the Cardinals get the steal of the draft? How will Rosen's career pan out with the Cardinals? Let us know what you guys think. Let's move on, though. Last quarterback we're talking about today, Lamar Action Jackson, getting drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. And Sean... Before we get into what it means for Joe Flacco and the Ravens, I just want to know, I know you said it enough on the live stream, but I have not heard you say it in person. How distraught are you that he's not a New England Patriot in red, white, and blue? It's not that I'm distraught that he's not a Patriot. It's it's distraught that he's now a Baltimore Raven. And that the fact that Ozzie Newsome has the gall to go out in his final year and attack me one more final time. (laughs) 
The fact that that team's been ruining my life as a Patriot fan in the playoffs, I believe, a, a couple of times, I believe twice. And the fact that like we even beat them, but they're even close games. The 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 uh, not just the Billy Cundiff missed field goal gave mm-hmm. me a heart attack. I the fact that Ozzie Newsom just wants to go out and attack me like this, I feel I feel like I need to get a restraining order against mm-hmm. Ozzie Newsom. I am terribly annoyed that we took Sony Michelle. Uh, with the 31st overall pick, when you have four rostered running backs on the Patriots already, three of them that have been signed in the past two years, Jeremy Hill, uh, Mike Gillisley, and Rex Burkhead, and a Super Bowl legend in James White, and now you add Sony Michelle. Again, I don't dislike Sony Michelle. I think he is a great NFL player. Well, I think he's going to be a great NFL player. I think he's going to be a really good, good running back in the NFL, but... You have to look at the future mm-hmm. if you are Bill Belichick and you are Josh McDaniels. And there's rumors and reports coming out that the Patriots were in love with Lamar Jackson. They were impressed. Impressed. How impressed were you, though? And, and that's the thing is— Because you passed on him twice. Yeah, passed on him twice, and you just let him go. And it's it's disappointing. I don't know what the future plan for the Patriots are at quarterback— um, you had full investment the, in Tom Brady. All the ammo to move up to get a Josh Rosen, to get a Lamar Jackson, and you passed on it. So I think it's something that's worrying for the Patriots' future, and uh, I'm disappointed as a Patriots fan. But I've been disappointed before after our drafts, and I've been dead wrong. So. In Bill Belichick, I trust because he's much better at his job than I would be at his job. Well, and now to move on, Ravens do get Lamar Jackson. For the Ravens fans that made it this far, because I know there's a few that probably said, screw it, Patriots, clicked out. Sean's a huge Patriot fan, wanted Lamar Jackson, wanted to get that take. Here's some coincidences with this pick. First off, four years ago in the 2014 draft, a Louisville quarterback was drafted 32nd overall. Louisville. 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 Um, so... You got a Louisville quarterback, drafted 32 overall. That team traded into the 32nd pick. Both teams that Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson drafted to both wear the color purple. Wow. Didn't even think about that one when I said it earlier. But, Dave, we'll go to you first. It's your thing, man. What does this mean for Joe Flacco and the Ravens? Sure thing, bro. Sure thing, big dog. thing, boss man. Um, so, juice, man. Juice. Juice. But, juice. I mean, the Ravens drafting Lamar Jackson, yeah. what does it mean for Joe Flacco now? Is there a timetable on him and his time in Baltimore? I think there definitely is. This is this is a sign from, you know, it was great. You did win. You did take us to his promised land, got a Super Bowl. We gave you a fat contract. Well, the power outage got him a Super Bowl. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> he's elite. Results were there. He is declared elite. <laughs> um, but he's now kind of on the hot seat a little bit because the, the timer is right now. He's not a guy who looks like he's going to be uh, your quarterback for the next X years, he, he mm-hmm. looks like his time is running pretty low there. The results kind of show that. I don't know that necessarily the shakeup is required as far as coordinators, personnel around him, what it would take for him to perform at a top level again. So this is more of a, this is a guy we're bringing in, in Lamar Jackson, who we have high upside on. We think he's a special athlete. We think he's someone who can come in and add a new dynamic to this team that you cannot provide us and maybe maybe do something better. He's not necessarily going to play this year. There, I don't think there's any need to even concern yourself mm-hmm. with that. Mm-mm. But the connection that I saw right away was the Marty Morningwig connection and that he had been there for Michael Vick after, during the um, Eagle days. Mm-hmm. And as soon as 
I saw that as Joe Girl and Sean on live stream. I was like, oh, you know why I think they're going to do it? And this. And he's like, mm. <laughs> and then well, and then it happened. Well, it, that's a, that's a good point. But also the other connection that was pointed out to our live uh, by our live stream yeah. viewers is also that they signed RG three, and mm-hmm. again you know different quarterbacks, but still same background. And and you know RG three lit it up in 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 his first Can year. Kind of teach Lamar taken down by thing or two about the NFL. Yeah, was, for that kind of a quarterback. Was, yeah, was taken down uh, by injuries, but still he had to go through that transition of uh, an every. You know, an everything man um, at Baylor doing it all for that Baylor team and then adjusting to the NFL. Um, both had. Well, you have to pick you know, and choose your battles yeah. on each down. And both had the dual threat ability. And Robert Griffin III had to balance his, his talent, learn how to be a passer and, and when to run. And Joe Flacco can show him how to be a, a true quarterback. I think it's a great spot for Lamar Jackson. I think it's a, a home run, like a typical Ozzie Newsom draft. I mean, I am not sure about the the twenty fifth pick in uh, in uh, the tight end from South Carolina. I'm blanking on his name right now. It's two a.m. I can literally um, just Hurst. picture the tight Hurst. Hayden yeah. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Um, so going up and getting him at twenty five, I think it might have been a reach, uh, but also that if he's your next need. Todd Heap. It addresses a need because they haven't had a healthy tight end in years. You know, uh, Dennis Pitta was great when healthy, but he was rarely healthy. Ben Watson was good, but mm-hmm. Ben Watson wasn't sticking around a ton. Um, but again, Lamar Jackson, I think, is is a really solid pick because this is going to be a place where Lamar Jackson can sign, shine. He'll have a great defense, typically with the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to have Morning, M- Marty Morningwick, who has been a quarterback before, has uh, the uh, former knowledge of working with dual threat quarterbacks yep. like a Mike Vick. And you also have guys on the roster, like Mark Sanchez was to Dak Prescott, and Mark Sanchez was to uh, Mitch Trubisky last year, that mm-hmm. can show them how to be an NFL quarterback in Robert Griffin III and in Joe Flacco. So I think this is a perfect spot for Lamar Jackson. I think he could really th- thrive, and it's pissing me off. So this is what I think when it comes to Joe Flacco. This pick of Lamar Jackson means after 2019, Joe Flacco's gone. Oh, 100%? He is no longer— 100% gone. You're right off the Flacco? I am. The Flacco? The Flacco has two more Flacco, years, Flacco? and then they're taking the potential out. 2020 will be Lamar Jackson's first full-time job, unless Joe Flacco gets injured before then. Here's the reason I'm coming to that hot take situation. Right. Is First off, with the Hayden Hurst pick, I can see why they did it. They need a tight end. They need someone at that position. Oh, it's a need. I'm not yeah. denying yeah. However, the thing I look at is... Was could you have gotten a tight end later and taken Calvin Ridley, who went right after you? You need a mm-hmm. wide receiver as well. And the thing I wasn't bought in well, on, real wait, quick, they, they, do, they, they do made have a lot some of Here's, And I'm getting to that. I'm not completely bought in. I like the Crabtree pickup. The Willie Sneed one, he's not a he's not a one, not a two to me. He's a three four guy. Okay. Like he's a guy that put him out there, he'll get you yards. Also but he's not going to be though. my one, my yep. two. That to me is questioning. Josh Brown, same thing. John, he's John Brown. He's not going to be my one. He's not going to be Brown, my two. I want someone else to be my two along with Crabtree. And for me, Calvin really might not have been the best like fit. So I was like, okay, go with Hayden Hurst. The reason why I say Joe Flacco is done with his potential out is if the rate like the Ravens, of course, you're trading up for this guy, but why trade up for the quarterback? When you could have traded up for Cortland Sutton, who was a big play, big play wide receiver, could have been the same thing that Joe Flacco had with Torrey Smith back in the day. Let him to completely the yep. passed on that, and you went with the quarterback. One, uh, first off, how dare you 
disrespect the name of Brashad Perryman. The magical disappearing act of their former that first boy round is pick. That so hurt. Um, also, Brashawn Perryman. Yeah, I was so the, high on him. The, the, the former predator who I think has played a whole two games. Uh, he's the Kevin White, but actually no one knows his name. Um, and then also, um, I would rather have seen them draft a running back rather than a, a wide receiver at that spot. Because you have Alex Collins as your bell cow right now and mm-hmm. Javarius I mean, Allen as they, your bell cow. Kenneth Dixon showed flashes too, but he's not the number one guy. You have a guy like Darius Here, Geis, Rashad Penny, Sony th- Michelle. I would rather go get a guy who could be a number one back in this league and help Joe Flacco you know, take pressure off of him. I think you have a lot of mm-hmm. wide receivers that are okay, um, none that are over the top, but you don't have a guy that you can give the ball to 20 times in a game in that that backfield right now for for the Ravens. Here's the thing I think about when it comes to running backs, though, and this is why I would go, for me, I mean, I wouldn't go, if you're going to go for Lamar Jackson, it's a great pick. I'm not saying it's not. But if you're going to pick between running back and wide receiver, the reason why I would wait on running back Mm -hmm. is, yeah, you might lose a few in the second round because their next pick is the very first pick of the third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, there's going to be someone there. There's going to be, like, whether it's a Chubb, whether it's a Jones Jr., because I think Geist goes in the second, um, a Kirion Johnson, a Royce Freeman. Yeah, as you get further down, what if it's like a Bo Scarborough and you just add him to be that back and you have a committee? To me, Joe Flacco thrives when he has that deep ball threat. And... Crabtree can't be it himself. I thought Cortland Sutton could have been the main thing. The thing I'm most confused about is why the Eagles traded the pick because the whole news coming in is they wanted Cortland Sutton. News was they could trade up for Cortland Sutton. He falls to them at 32, and they go, nah, bro, we good, and trade the pick. What what, what needs do they need to fill? Wide receiver. Do they? I mean, they still I mean, have they Alshon. Lost, they I still mean, they have... lost Torrey Smith. He'd be replacing Torrey Smith okay, and being like, one with Alshon What did Torrey Jeffrey? Smith do last year? I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a, a massive weapon for mm-hmm. them. He had some flashes. He caught some touchdowns. But, I mean, I'm I'm not beating myself up over losing Torrey Smith. I'm just and, saying hey, it's hell, confu- if, Des Bryant, if Des, Des Bryant wants to play the Cowboys choice, he's yeah. still an option. It was Eesh. confusing. I don't know it if they confu- have cap, but still throw it was, it No, they're the lowest cap space. Okay. Yeah. Um, it just was confusing it to me to where it was like, oh, you wanted this guy. But, you said you want, but you passed on him. That's the only thing oh, I'm saying with that. Uh, yeah. but, I'm not uh, saying like, oh, boneheaded move, but again, I was just confused. How many smoke screens were there, Ricky? I mean, this was just two weeks ago. It could have been a smoke screen. It could have been a smoke screen. But even like Portland Sutton came out and said, yeah, they really like me and they said they're going to take me. I just think think you can get you know, a guy that I love in Aquinemia mm-hmm. St. Brown right, for the Eagles later on in this draft. There, there's unless the, bear, unless the Bears take him first. There's a decent mm-hmm. amount of talent later in the draft. I like the pick that they'll go in tight end into a quarterback because mm-hmm. guess what? Every young quarterback's best friend is their tight end. It's the safety blanket. It's the guy who is a body mismatch, and that's exactly what Hayden Hurst brings mm-hmm. to the table. He's a big dude. He is absolutely able to absorb balls. It it's he's not like amazing hands, but like they his body it. blocks people yeah. out. He can just twist and he's there. Mm-hmm. Um 
Because I mean, they've Joe got Flacco, what, a consistent weapon. Yeah, they got Nick. As long as he stays healthy, Max Williams. It's like they don't have that well, one tight get, end. Just Real, get some medics out there for them. Real quick, I like Max Williams. The guy just I, I, mm-hmm. he hasn't shown it. Um, but again, Joe Flacco loves tight ends. He mm-hmm. loved Dennis yeah. Pitta when Dennis Pitta was out there. Yep. He gets he so loved, much usage. Yeah, loved Ben Watson when Ben Watson was out there. He hasn't had that guy, so I think that's going to help Joe Flacco. Yeah. I, I don't dislike Hayden Hurst as mm-hmm. a player. Again, it's just he just felt the value it, wasn't there for him to be a little bit of a reach. I think and. Again, reach always has a negative connotation. It doesn't mean it was a bad pick because, again, yeah, in five years, you can look back and say Hayden Hurst is a start and tight end. Mm-hmm. It was a good pick there. Yeah. I just think that there were probably more pressing needs, and I thought that should have been a Darius Geis pick. I mm-hmm. think that should have been a Sony Michelle pick, a Rashad Penny pick. I think they should have helped Flacco in another way. Well, and that's the thing I'm getting to is you can back. add running back into it also. Reason why I think he'll be done in two years is they take Lamar Jackson. They take a like. Yeah. Why would you trade up for a quarterback if you weren't ready to move on from Joe Flacco before that? Per, like at that potential out. Maybe yeah. you're like you're playing by the Patriots playbook. I, of if you always go for a quarterback, always have that guy because not, you see the value in a backup quarterback in the NFL. But that isn't a, just replacement plan. It's an insurance policy because if you keep the Ravens down during the season, pick. the Ravens I don't pick care on how the Ravens pick right now. I'm saying if you watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. based off of a backup quarterback taking them through the playoffs, then why wouldn't you think to yourself, we've got a decent team. We we had a pretty good year last year. Not 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 amazing. Not okay. terrible. Well, I mean, Andy Dalton kept him out of the playoffs. Yeah, sure. Fine. No, uh, they did. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> really. Just, they did. I don't care. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, sure. I'm moving on mm-hmm. with the point of. You watch a team literally go through, and you see the value every year of backup quarterbacks who get more and more time because there's so many injuries to this te- to mm-hmm. every team. The value of having a backup quarterback who can come in and play snaps for you during the season, I think, has gone through the roof. I think that it's no longer a death knell to the starter that you have a go out and get a backup quarterback in the, in the draft every couple in of years. In the first round, I though? think you can rotate through them, yeah. Is, is Lamar the backup quarterback next year, though, or is it RG3? I don't know that RG3 will ever be a starting quarterback again. I but said backup. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I why, think that why would we're, because we're talking about backup quarterbacks here. So Joe Flacco is If Flacco gets hurt, I don't think RG3 would start. I, I think I RG3 don't know. is like is the uh, is the clipboard guru on the sideline. I think line. they I think they signed but I think they signed him for a reason I don't know back that to he's be their backup quarterback. I don't know that he's got it left in him. But the thing is is I think that you know if he doesn't then you can go to Lamar but I still think Lamar needs that year to just sit behind it and learn and develop as an NFL quarterback. Um it, it might be a transitional point. Yeah. And and I think I think Ricky's right. You're taking Lamar Jackson because Joe Flacco's gone in the next two years. I, I don't disagree with that. Um and again, I think he's in a great position. You're learning from Joe Flacco, you're learning from RG three. Marty Marty Morningwig has worked with uh you know, dual threat quarterbacks in Mike Vick before, even twice, I think, because Vick was uh, on the Jets even when he was the offensive coordinator there as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh but I think in 2013, 2014, Vic was a Vic was a jet as well. Um obviously not the same Mike Vick as we saw in the Eagles or the, the Viking uh, the the Falcons. Uh, but again, I think he's in a great position, and I think it does spell the end for Joe Flacco coming up soon, especially with that out. Here's the thing, and this is an article from last year, so they don't have 2017. Mm-hmm. But the last nine draft classes from 2016, these were the quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And I'll make my point after I list them. 2016 was Goff, Wentz, and Paxton Lynch. 2015, Winston Mariota. 14 was Bortles, Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater. 
2013 was Manuel. He was the only one that year. Then Luck. EJ. Yeah, EJ. Luck, Griffin, Tannehill, and Whedon in 2012. Ooh. Newton, Locker, Gabbert, and Ponder in 2011. Mm-hmm. Bradford and Tebow in 2010. Yikes. Stafford, Sanchez, Josh Freeman in 29. So much talent. And then Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco in 2008. How many of those guys were drafted to be a backup and never were like not? All those guys were drafted to eventually be the starter for their team. And how many panned out? No, and that's I'm not saying like panned out. I'm saying starter for their team. You don't trade up for a guy in the first round. Unless he's going to be your starter, like I'm not trading up for a quarterback in the first round. I, just I think to be the my plan backup. is he will be your starter at some point, but I yeah, don't think the I'm line is two years exactly. I think well, that you I'm, get Flacco on a cheaper deal at that point in time. I don't think this means that he is done at the end of his contract. Period. Bar none. Doesn't matter what you've done for us. Doesn't well, the matter end where of his we're contract at. would be like three years. That's what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. a renegotiation point. I think that's all it is. I don't think it's a get the fuck out of town, Joe. Then how, Thanks for all the memories. Then how long would you have? How long did Aaron Rodgers sit? I mean, Joe Flacco's not Brett Favre. I know he's not. I'm just saying it's happened before. And I, mean, there I don't was... think that—look, I don't love Joe Flacco. I yeah. don't think he's going to take them to another Super Bowl. But I also don't think the Ravens are the type of organization who's going to kick out a quarterback who's been with mm-hmm. the franchise for a decade. I don't see them being those guys who are like, and your time's done, sorry. Mm. They're not quick to move on. Well, They're loyal on... if you're good. Trent Dilfer stayed that until was, Trent Dilfer was that done. That was so long ago, and no, he wasn't. Trent Dilfer was gone next year, I'm pretty sure. I literally think he won a Super Bowl and he was gone. <laughs> um, so, no, Trent Dilfer did not have that that pleasure. But they're, they're loyal to guys that are good and still kicking it. I mean, Terrell Suggs is still a great pass rusher on the end. That's why he's still around. Ed Reed was still good at the end of his time. You're right. That's why Trent Dilfer was in Baltimore, and then the next year he was in Seattle. Ray Lewis was still mm. a great player. That's why he was on the team. I, I think if Joe Flacco doesn't have value to this team anymore and he's going to cost them money then why would you keep him around because that's just taking away the we've seen teams thrive on having rookie quarterbacks as their starter look mm-hmm. at Carson Wentz Carson Wentz help is the is a reason why the Eagles were able to build up that great team is because your starting quarterback didn't cost you any money right now is going to still Same give you the window from Three from from Lamar Jackson's third, fourth, and fifth year to build a Super Bowl contender around him while Joe Flacco's gone. I, I think that this is more of a cat move because you know he might not be ready year one, year two, but year three he should be ready. And in those three years, that's going to give us an opportunity to win a Super Bowl if Lamar Jackson is the quarterback we believe he can become. I mean, the renegotiation thing is interesting because for sure they're renegotiating this deal after that because he's made he's going to make. Twelve thousand. This is base salary. Twelve thousand this year. Million. Eight. Yeah. Twelve million. I said thousand. Twelve million. Well, twelve thousand. Eighteen point five million for an elite quarterback. Eighteen point five million the next year. Then it jumps to twenty point two. Then twenty four point two. Uh, how much is all that live cap though? Because I'm pretty sure cap? there's some so dead the, cap. So dead the money at some point. so the cap hit for this year will be twenty four. It says twenty four point seven five mil. Um, the dead cap is 28.7, then 26.5, 28, 24. I'm pretty sure at some point, though, he does have, I think next year he has dead money, is what Schefter tweeted out. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point they can just cut their losses with Flacco or yeah, cut no, Flacco. It's, it's after after 2019 season, 
they have the it's a potential out. Yeah, so, so after 2019, they can cut him. No question. I think asked. I think it's it's time for Flacco. That's, I mean, Flacco again. They, he got him a Super Bowl, but I think at some point you got to move on from him because again, as much as he's done, he's kind mm-hmm. of a Tyrod Taylor in the sense of you know he's not gonna he's he's a, a, a better quarterback. Yeah, but. Recently, it's more of Joe Flacco is not going to win you games. He's not going to lose you games. I, I, I you know, I, I, there hasn't been a lot of. It, it, they were five years removed from the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I think we're fine to say that. And the question I'll ask Dave is because you brought in Aaron Rodgers, so mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years before mm-hmm. Brett was traded, and then he started his fourth year. With how the contract lands up, let's mm-hmm. say I'm putting you in the shoes of Ozzie Newsome. Well, he's gone after this year. Yeah. Okay. He's so retired, Dave's so. taken over for Ozzie Newsome. Congratulations. Um, what if you that now? <laughs> Pretty cool deal. Congrats, Pretty cool Dave. Deal. You now have Lamar Jackson. Yep. You have um, Joe Flacco. Two years potential out. Then two years after that. So you're going to? Are you going to get rid of him and then say, "Hey, I'll resign you for a one year deal"? And then Lamar takes over three years. Like, what would be? How long would you have Lamar sit? Uh, I would. I would open up with a with a quick call to Josh McCown and be like, "So, I need myself a gym teacher to start a quarterback <laughs> here." Uh, <laughs> call Jay Cutler. Yeah. Then, then maybe Jay Cutler. Um, <laughs> look, it, it's entirely performance dependent. We'll call up Brady Quinn. Mm-hmm. It's entirely performance dependent. If, yeah, if Joe Flacco team, wins a Super Bowl this year, I don't even care if he wins. A Super Bowl. If he goes playoff, playoff, are mm-hmm. you kicking out him out? Win the fucking Super Bowl? No, I'm just throwing it out there. If if this Baltimore team goes playoff, playoff, mm-hmm. like, are you going to do the hard reset? Like, look at us and be like, realistically, this is our top end with this team. You can't get us further than, than this point. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull the cord. I'm okay with that. I I mean, as a Bears fan, we walked away from a, a playoff coach. And we're like, yeah, no, th- this is the this is as far as it takes us. Sorry, it's been a good run, but it's time to reload. And I think that that's that's the kind of line in the sand. It's entirely performance based. Um, but at the end of the day, if you feel like you can't win, then why stick with someone? Unless Joe Flacco becomes a different person and a different quarterback, mm-hmm. he's gone in two years. It's simple. Also, another thing to put into it is so during this season. He'll turn, what, 34? During the next season, he'll turn 35. So at the end of that potential out, mm-hmm. he'll be a 35-year-old quarterback. If they do keep him for the four years, he'll be 37 at the I end of I think he'll deal. still start a, a, a couple years after that. Mm-hmm. Again, he's he's he's, he's going to win. For, he's, he's, just for a different team. He's he's like a top 15 quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's he's nothing crazy. He's, he's nothing bad. He's nothing good. He's nothing. He's, he's Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we can say for Joe Flacco. Is that he's Joe Flacco? There's no, there's nothing sexy about him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's the fun joke. He's that he's a very elite. symmetrical face. He there's does. that fun joke that he's elite. He looks like the owl like, from uh, what is it, Muppets? Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but again, I, I just don't know if I, I think in two years Joe Flacco's gone. Well, any final thoughts? Sean kind of gave his. Yeah, Dave. fuck the Ravens. <laughs> Well, that's just a Patriot thing because they took Lamar Jackson. That's but... just a Sean thing, all right? <laughs> well, you get, who, do Fuck you hate, the Ravens. Do you hate the Ravens the most out of any team? Right Besides now he the does. Packers? Right now he does. Because, well, I, I mean, probably, your Bear uh, fandom uh, is the Packers. It's the Packers more. But, like, as a, if your Good Patriot man. side's coming out, who do you hate the most? The Ravens? <sighs> the Broncos are up there, too. Okay. Mm. But the, the Broncos. Col- not the Colts? But you, the Colt, no, not at this point. You and the Broncos share an internal bond of Tim Tebow. I not the Colts. The Colts are just the Colts are like the, the little bro- the little brother, but he's like ten years it, younger than you. It so can't it's be like, the Steelers because mm. you always beat them. Yeah, no, they're like the deadbeat cousins. <laughs> yeah. mm. 
Would it be the between the Ravens and the Broncos? Well, it's probably be the be Ravens. There you go. I'm more pissed at them right now. Yeah, because yeah, they I got Lamar Jackson. They, they got the heat on them. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Will Lamar be pushing Joe Flacco out of town? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Well, let's end the podcast. Real simple segment here for the last one. We're talking what was our best pick of the first round? What was our worst pick of the first round? So we'll start with best pick. We'll kind of go around. Sean, we'll start with you. Out of this first round, best pick of the night. I will have to go with Bradley Chubb, number five for the Denver Broncos. All right, all right. I think that, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are, are sexy. Um, you know, I, I I like Josh Rosen, but then we obviously talked about him in the Cardinals situation. I'm not sure about his mentality. I, yeah, I think he's a little bit immature. You know, Browns go out and get their franchise quarterback. Not the guy I would have taken. I like the Jets pick of Sam Darnold. If I was going to have to go with a quarterback pick, that probably be the one I like the most. But looking at the Broncos at number five, they maxed out that value. In some eyes, they got the best player in the draft at five. Some people would say it's Saquon. But looking at what he brings to that defense, you're still going to have Chris Harris in that secondary. You're still going to have a ton of playmakers in that linebacking core. And now you add probably the most scary uh, mm-hmm. one-two punch uh, blitzing the quarterback I've probably seen since Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, absolutely disgusting. It's going to tear apart Colton Miller, who's just drafted by the Oakland Raiders did, uh, on, on the on the right tackle, I mean, Donald Penn on the left tackle for, for the Raiders. It's going to tear apart Barksdale from the Chargers. It's going to tear apart uh, Eric Fisher from the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. This is going shade. to be unstoppable. Well, I mean, how did, Case Keenum, how did Case Keenum survive in Minnesota? Had a great defense behind him. Yep. What do you got to do in Denver? Put a great defense behind him. And honestly, you, you, two of the 11 players mm-hmm. might be great. And that's all you need for Denver. And yeah. I know Chris Harris is great, well, but I'm just I saying, like, literally, defense, if those two were, if you had mediocre players around those two players, I still think they'd be pressuring the cornerback. Guess what they can do now? Because, like, Josh Jackson has fallen. Yep. That cornerback they need, they can get it early in Seriously. round two. Or Isaiah Oliver. Yep, keep, keep exactly. Him, keep him in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that pick. Um, you know, people are wondering about a quarterback. You got Case Keenum. Give him a year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the kid, the kid, the guy proved that he can be a, a, a starting quarterback that wins you games and takes you to the playoffs. Get Bradley Chubb. Guy could be a defensive, a generational defensive player. I love the Bradley Chubb pick, and pairing with Von Miller is disgusting. Dave, yeah. best pick of the night. Mine's probably gonna have to be Sony Michelle going to New England. <laughs> I flinched. I'm I done. thought I was going to Is that a, a joke or are you serious? Okay. I thought I was going to joke. He's joking, Sean. You can sit down. I seriously thought he was going to punch me It's a really nice again. suit, by the way. Thanks. I, I like the no tie, by the way. Uh, he, had, he did have a tie. He the lost it. I had a tie on, and this thing's choking but me. For, so the, I'm for the podcast, me. cash, no tie. But Dave, yeah. who's your best pick after the joke of someone? I, I thought I was getting drafted. My best pick... I mean, we, we talked Josh Rosen already, but mm-hmm. probably outside of that is actually right after is Minka Fitzpatrick to the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think they fell in a position where there were a lot of options for them, and I was pretty happy that with them going Minka Fitzpatrick. I think in the secondary, he is a Swiss Army knife of options. He can literally do anything for you. His leadership back there, his versatility, so valuable. They call this kid Coach Saban's son. You know where Coach, <laughs> Coach Saban, Saban's son? You know where Coach Saban used to coach in the NFL? Miami. That's, Love the pick. Coincidence? Oh man, that is, I think not. I didn't even, like, that didn't even click in my head until Sean brought it up. You're Do welcome. they really call him Saban's son? Yeah, yeah, that's what they tossed on the banner, uh, okay. at least. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, he's the kid, going the to kid Miami. studies tape. Uh, not only is he, you know, great yeah. on the field, yeah. 
Super hard oh, he, on himself. He he tries to be the best player that he can possibly he's be. He's a guy that I thought and, the Bears would take. Yeah, and he's also uh, he's he's been starting since his freshman year on, yeah. on, on a star-studded mm-hmm. Alabama defense. Uh, you got three other or two other players uh, in from that defense going in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deron Payne and then also uh, Rashawn Evans. Absolutely love the pick for for Miami. Yeah. I hate it as a Patriots fan because now I have to go up against Micah Fitzpatrick. But yeah. great pick for Miami. He definitely helped. Like he's one of those guys who actually makes the guys around him a better player. That's mm-hmm. what I love. That's you're adding value around yourself. You know. Do you think they they draft him as a safety? He's not going to play corner because he was the he, versatility like said, Swiss Army knife. So he you say wherever. whatever you he's let needed. him play. That mm-hmm. that's the answer. It's it's not quite as bad as last year uh, with what's his face. To Cleveland, um, to Jabril, Jabril, Jabril Peppers. Where it's he's like not linebacker position, safety. Yeah. He's not as out of position as mm-hmm. that, but he is versatile. Well, the thing is, is that you you picked Peppers on his athleticism, mm-hmm. right? You're picking Fitzpatrick because he's a he's football a player. player. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. My best pick is going to be the boring pick. It's number two, Saquon to the I Giants. I wanted to say, like, yeah. it's just for me. There have been. I feel like there's two things that I've been saying in mock drafts for the past three years. I've been saying, one, that, and they're both NFC East teams. One, the Redskins should take a defensive tackle. They finally do it in Duran Payne. Yep. Thought it'd be via Vita Vea, but, you mm-hmm. know, Buck spoiled that. I love that Bucks pick, by the way. I too. do, too. Move. And then, two, it was that the Giants need a running back. And for years, it's like, oh, we're, we're going to kick that can down the road. I love how they didn't kick it down the road. Hey, Eli, we're investing in you. Yep. Giving you probably one of the best. I'm not going to say that's best running back ever. Had. Best running back, but I I want to say playmaker, but maybe like Odell he, Beckham. He's yeah, going to be that's not... no in this draft. I'm saying like, oh, from thought, the running back position. Probably. Like he's a guy that's going to run the ball, catch the ball, it's a three down do back. whatever they want, do whatever they want. It's a four down back. He's that good. And I mean, I like that. Like they have like a Wayne Gallman for like he could be the third down guy, fourth down, well third down mm-hmm. guy. Um, for them if they need to. But Saquon could do In three, honesty, four downs. He, he, he's a five-down back. Yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> five-downs. Five-downs. He'll he gets, play he gets his own down. Well, he'll kick the field goal if you ask him well, that's, well, that's the thing. He'll return the kicks. That's a, mm-hmm. that's the that's the negative Unless down. Unless we don't then, get rid of Then him. one through four. Unless we don't get rid of kick returns. Yeah, we'll, yeah, see, we'll, we'll see, see where that lands. Uh, what about the interesting one? Sean, we'll start with you. Worst pick of the night. Okay, well, real quick, before we do that, okay. I, I want to just about the, the Dolphins. Yeah, go ahead. They, yeah. they brought in TJ McDonald to play free safety. They already have uh, Rashad Jones, who's already, you know, so he's been a pro bowler before. Probably going to be the nickel corner because I love okay. Xavier Howard uh, on the outside. Absolutely tore apart the uh, the, uh, the the Patriots uh, back on Monday night. The worst pick of the draft, though, this one depends. If you were asking me right after it was made, it was probably Sony Michelle because I was so pissed off at the uh, the, the, the the Patriots. Got a little heated. I think the worst pick, and it's not even close revisiting this, is at 15, Colt Miller of the Oakland Raiders. Really? Looking at what the, the Raiders needed, mm-hmm. you need a defense. And, and I know Dave made this point, and I, I agree to him in, in, a, in a certain sense, of the, the Raiders now with Bradley Chubb being drafted, you're going to need to protect your most valuable asset in Carr. And mm-hmm. he was hurt last year. We saw that, that team was like without him. You need to protect him. But Colton Miller is not a guy that I'd be comfortable plugging in right away and stepping in and being that guy. Luckily, they already have a left tackle in Donald Penn who is, is going to play the tougher position, going to play you know that left tackle spot. Well, that's Donald be, Penn, how long is he going to be playing? Though? Exactly, it, it's going to be more of a it's, it's going to be more of a prime position. So you're going to put the guy that's been there in Donald Penn, and you could put Colton Miller at the right tackle slot, which you know is still important, little less a uh, little less harder to play. But still, Colton Miller maxed out at the combine. But we've seen guys that have you know had great combines and just hasn't flipped the mm-hmm. switch in the NFL. 
I don't know if he is exactly the guy to really you know protect Derek Carr. I look at a guy that went 17, two picks after the Raiders picked in uh, in uh, now I'm blanking on his name, uh, Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, the safety for mm-hmm. uh, from Florida State. I think that kid could have been a game changer and a playmaker on the Oakland Raiders defense that desperately needs a playmaker outside of Cleveland. There are only two things I'm going to say to where I can bat why I don't think this is the worst pick is because, and why I don't think it's a bad pick at all, is because, one, it all comes into every draft. You're deep at some points. You're not deep at other points. And for me, when I was doing the full seven-round mock draft, I got to the third, fourth round, and I went, wow, there's a huge dip in offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. If you need one, take one early. And I think that's what the Raiders did. Whereas you go through linebacker and corner, two of the things that they could have went with, or safety, a little bit more deeper. So I expect them to tackle defense in their second, third round and just not have to worry about settling for a weaker tackle. And I I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. But, again, even then, I don't think you got the best tackle. I think Connor Williams is the best tackle out of this draft from Texas. So if you're going with a tackle, Mm -hmm. go get the best tackle. And I understand – you know, you're yeah. you're high on uh, and uh, like Colton your Miller. board is different than my board, which is yeah. different than John. You're Green's. big on Colton Miller. Yep. Mel Kuyper's mm-hmm. big on Colton Miller. Um, again, he's got the the measurables. I'll be but honest, he should have went b- above Mike McGlinchey though. Who really? Colton Miller? I think so. No way. Colton, Colton Miller was no. my Get first one off the board. Here. No, I, Mike McGlinchey is better than McGlinchey was my second one. McGlinchey off the board. is such a sure thing. That, I, no, we're talking McGlinchey, not Quentin Nelson. Yes, yeah, Mike McGlinchey. I yeah, think I, that he's the, two guys on our team. I would those two guys are both behind better. Colton no, Miller. Mike McGlinchey was absolutely fantastic. Look at the game. Look at that NC State game against uh, against Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. He was assigned to Bradley Chubb, and Brandon Wimbush is a terrible quarterback. And Brandon Wimbush had time to at mm-hmm. least process those those, like, those passes because because of McGlinchey's work one on one with Bradley Chubb. Brad, uh, Mike McGlinchey has been a consistent starter, a great captain, a great leader. That kid is proven. He dominated great, great competition. And I'm going to say this because it's not my I, I because it's not my worst. Yeah. I did see that pick at nine with McGlinchey, and I thought love it. a little bit. I thought it was a little bit of a reach. For I me. love it. I would have. I, I would have no. if I was the Niners. See, I would have went either pass rush or I would have went with a wide receiver. They don't need pass rush. Yeah, they do. No, they, they have got, the worst fucking. They have DeForest Buckner. They have Solomon they Thomas. They were twenty sixth in sacks last they year. Don't Sean. have any linebacker. They need. They have outside that's why edges. They, were they just spent two ends. first rounders on fucking pass rush. Say the name, Dave. That's why they were mocked the entire way of Tremaine Edmonds. Bingo. And it was just like, I but guess. Tremaine, but Tremaine Edmonds is a guy that might be playing inside linebacker when his when this dust settles. Mm-hmm. They weren't mocked with a guy like, you know, a, a Market Stavenport or uh, or a, a, a Harold Landry. Yeah. They were mocked with a guy who's going to be versatile and play different positions. Also because of the, the Ruben Foster situation, they weren't sure what was going to happen. That's right. This is a team that has spent multiple picks Getting uh, pass rushers on their team, DeForest Buckner, Solomon mm-hmm. Thomas, uh, and, and even before then, they they went out and got another guy from Oregon as well. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I'll look him They've up on Armstead. Armstead. Uh, Armstead. They've invested a ton of, yeah. in their pass rushers. They need a linebacker help. Mm-hmm. But one thing that Which I will say, the, the Tremaine res- Edmonds linebacker. That's that, what I'm saying. Like that's that, what they well, were that could have been their pick. But at the same yeah. time, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like the freaking savior. Oh, right I know. Now. I know. And, and you just that. invested five years, 135 Here, millions in the all guy. All your money Go is in him. Protect him. Yes. That, that was my whole thing, though, was when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's a shock to me because my whole thing was 
I want to strengthen that defense because I don't want to be 26th in sacks last year. I want to get after the quarterback and help that offense and get them the ball and not have Jimmy Garoppolo having to score numerous well, amounts of thing. points to win games. Check check the stats from when Jimmy Garoppolo took undefeated. over. Yeah. No, no, no. Even no outside of the undefeated, just mm-hmm. even the defensive stats. It's him being able to control the tempo of the mm-hmm. game changes the yeah. ability of the defense to play. Like when they're playing behind all game, no shit they're gonna be off on mm-hmm. pressure because they're they're just constantly playing from behind. With him out there, their stats are completely different. And I know it's the whole season as a picture, but yeah. really this team had two seasons and last I, year. So that's why I think that you got you nail this mm-hmm. offensive line pick in McGlinchey. You get somebody who's going to be out there. Uh, and that's why I brought it up. Him. It's not my worst, but it's one that I saw and I went, whoa, okay. I wasn't thinking about making that pick there. And one thing, too, I is— I thought they would trade you, back you need, and get like a Rashawn Evans. You need a plan after Joe Staley. Mm-hmm. Joe Staley has been a, a massive, a major— uh, you know, stud at left tackle for for the 49ers for years, but he's getting to that age where he's he's gonna retire soon. You need that that plan after him, and I think McGlinchey could to- totally be that. Um, I, I don't think that was a reach. I, I think again, there wasn't a guy like a Roquan. If Roquan Smith was there, they'd probably go after well, and, the Bears and take spoiled him. that. Um, yeah, I lo- yeah. I so like I, 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 he's I love, like, I love that. I love the McGlinchey pick. So. Um, I, I I think the 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 Colton Miller one was uh, too much of a reach there. Fifteen though. Dave, what was your worst? My worst, and it's like here's the thing. I could see where most of these picks kind of fit mm-hmm. in. Mine was Detroit going Frank right. That was mine. Where the hell did he go center? Thank you. Dennis? Why? I don't Darius know. guys, pass rusher. He's got rusher. the enthusiasm. Come he's, he's on, like yep. I was gonna say Detroit. That's why. It like was, Darius Geis is on the board. I could have lived with Darius Geis, yep. even though I would have went like a Harold Landry. I would have went a different direction, but I'm at least I can to... stomach it. Okay, Leighton Vanderesh was off the yeah, board. I mean, in my yeah, box, he was after that. But it's like pass rush, running back, and you go with a center that you probably could have gotten in the second, third round, probably the second round. Yep. That's why for me, I was the value. Oh, that's one of the picks where I'm like, the value is just not there right now. I don't know if they felt like it was a weird run on centers, and they're like, "Oh, we no, they were the first one that took it." Billy Price went after him. Oh, Price went after him. Billy Billy Price though is a first round center. He was usually, I mean, in our mocks, we had him like third segment, so after twenty one. And James Daniels still out there for from Iowa as center. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I mean, like, I don't know what the thought was there. I don't, I don't understand the priority. Uh, I, I, they have so. They have two other clear priorities on the table, yeah. at least, and I can think of two more that would take above well, a center. And here's the thing, and I asked Brandon this, because Brandon was also, when I went through my final mock where I kind of predicted things, mm-hmm. um, he was like, oh, I'm surprised you don't have the Lions go with the running back. And I'm like, well, you know, the question for them is, it's kind of a what came first, the chicken or the egg type of question. Who's to blame? The offensive line or the running backs? Right. They've got new. They've got Abdullah. They've got Riddick. They've got Zenner. Like they've got numerous running backs. Are they default, or is the offensive line default? I get their answer is that our running backs are fine and that our offensive line's default, and we're gonna. I'm gonna say it. Reach on a center. Just go with the. Uh... Uh, Dallas Cowboys build of go get yourself offensive line after offensive line but after offensive line. Start building that up, and then you can build up when, everything around that. When we're yelling at teams for picking a center when this is one of the deepest running back classes, I mean, why? Why? I mean, yeah. this is this is a guy who you think can it's, can protect it's a Matt Stafford. I mean, like, yeah, that's one thing. Like, we didn't have much to say about Frank Ragnow because it's center. Like, I mean, it's 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 tough to as long as Matt Stafford's healthy and fine and not being under pressure. 
It's it's a great pick. I'm and not, you also have such a deep running yep. back draft where Darius Geis is still on the board. There's yeah. guys like Josh Adams from Notre Dame still on the board. Justin Jackson still on the board from Northwestern. There's like, still running backs that can be taken in this like draft. Like Dave said earlier, this is overreaction night to yeah. the first round. But, I mean, the thing that I look at is if I was the Lions, go pass rush linebacker first, then go with your offensive line. Because, like, how I had it in my seven round, Harold Landry first. Then I did have Frank Ragnow, not to them, but later in the, because I had Hayden Hurst to them. Right. But you can get Ragnow in the second, and then in the third, go with that running back. Well, I mean, now in the second round, they can go Darius Geis if he's on the board. Do, Do you, you think Darius Geis will make it all the way to the 19th pick of the second round? I have no idea. I didn't, no, think, I'm he, saying, I didn't think he would get out of the first. G- give me a prediction of what you That's think. That's the thing. Uh, is I, I figured Frank Ragnow would be there by the 19th exactly, pick of the second round. Exactly, me too. Well, uh, Cleveland has a shot taking him in the mm-hmm. 33th, 35th. Indianapolis also has two picks. Maybe if they like guys, they can go with them. Um, but again, I didn't think he would slip this far. So the fact that he's slipping this far, I, I don't know what's going to happen go with Darius guys. Um, and even then, if if Detroit loves him, they could trade back up and get him. So I mean, D- Detroit's not done. I don't think they're done with running back. I think they can still get a guy that can change their their franchise. One guy I want to bring up though, mm-hmm. Jacksonville goes Taven Bryan. Uh, Mark Weber, not a fan of it on Twitter. What are your thoughts? Well, that was one where Taven Bryant, to me, he was when, because Buzz sat here when we did our live one. Yeah. Yep. And he made, I can't remember what team it was, but he Falcons. made the pick for Taven Bryant. And I said, I was like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. Because for me, I always thought he was an early second, but not a first round talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had him going to the Falcons, which I thought was a need for him, mm-hmm. them as well. Um, you know, they, they need to, to, uh, nose tackle help. Um I think the one reason why people don't like the Taven Bryan pick is just because they have Clayus Campbell. But also looking at that Jags team, they don't have a ton of needs. So you're really getting that backup plan to Calais Campbell, who is an older guy. You know who I would have went over Taven Bryant there? Hmm. Cortland Sutton. You lost Hearns and Robinson and didn't That's, take a wideout? I, I we talked about that. For me, the guy I had year. them mocked with was DJ Moore, but the Panthers take him off the board. Yep. And I mean, with Calvin Ridley there, it's like— Or not Calvin Ridley, with— um, Corlin Sutton. Sutton there, it's mm-hmm. like, I would have went with that if I was Jacksonville and give Blake Bortles weapons because your defense is fucking fine. It's fine. Well, they like, want to keep it fine. I know, but it's like, at why, some point they're going to have to pay you, all these young yep. kids. Why use this pick on Taven Bryant now when I can get a wide receiver here and then go defensive tackle later on? Well, if, if they love, this is a very heavier if, defensive If they love class. a Taven Bryant, then I could see why. Maybe yeah. the Florida-Florida connection. Yeah. Maybe they just want to keep him in the state. The one pick that I will say I do love, but it's not my best, is my Vikings. Mm-hmm. Get a corner, yeah. replace Terrence Newman. I mean, he's a guy well, that Mark really liked in Mike Hughes. And also, it's when Trey Wayne's contract comes up, you're mm-hmm. going to need to be have, have money for Anthony Barr and all these guys yeah. that contracts are coming up. Well, you're we already not, got Kendrick. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, I mean, everyone else in that. No, oh, I know. Def- There's more defense. coming. There's you're, more coming. You, I mean, you, you're, you're writing gonna, checks for days. You can, uh-huh. you can, you could ship off. Trey Waynes and you know Mike Hughes can become your second corner because yeah. Xavier Rhodes is the best. I don't know best corner, but he's, he's our number he's, one. He's, he's pretty good. No, I was about to say he, I don't know if he's, he's the best good. corner in the NFL, but he's yeah. top three. No, he is. Um, so and uh, our safeties are yeah, Sindejo and, uh, and uh, Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I uh, the one final pick that I uh, I loved was is this the best Calvin Ridley? Yeah, okay, I love Calvin Ridley to, to Atlanta. The Alabama Alabama connection with him and Julio, awesome. Yeah. And, and you know Muhammad Sanu getting a little bit older. Giving a third weapon to Matty Ice, trying to revamp that offense. Love well, it. And the thing that's great about that one is you can let Sanu be on the outside. So Julio and Sanu on the outside. Let Calvin Ridley 
run with his route running in the slot. You know what? Another yeah. thing I liked too was Isaiah Wynn to the the Patriots at twenty three. Really? really? Um, is this sarcasm? No, I actually did like oh, that okay. pick because we need a tackle. And mm-hmm. again, I love that kid's tape. Um, and people worry you know, about him being a tackle in the NFL, but. Mm-hmm. If there's any guy that a lot of guys have it as a guard. If there's any guy that you know, I think could take you know chicken shit and turn into chicken salad, it's Dante Mm -hmm. Scarnecki. So (laughs) and and even then, you're not taking chicken shit. You're just taking you know you know probably probably not a nice cut of meat because Mm -hmm. it's not the biggest and leanest cut of meat. But he's got everything that. He's got the taste of of good chicken. I don't know. What I'm trying to go here, but the, he's got all the tools to no. be to be a t- uh, to be a tackle in the NFL. It's just really will his size be that big of a difference? But you, you I think Dante Scarnecki can do it. You know what this means? I'm looking right now at my watch, and my heart rate right now. Apparently, my resting was 78. I'm up to an 84 Whew. with it, so I'm not getting, high enough. Getting a little heated. I'm though. not high enough. I wasn't uh, as heated as I was earlier on, but. You know what that means? We gotta wrap up the show. We do. It is two thirty. Two thirty. We are putting it in for you guys. Avengers coming out, movie review. We've got this whole draft podcast coming out. I wanna thank you guys on that side of the table. Coming Sean in, and I uh doing, from seven PM till two thirty AM doing NFL draft. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Thank you guys I hope for someone's still listening at this point. Yeah, yeah same here. For, kinda sad if no for one's listening. Doing at this point. the Doing the live stream, coming in here, filling in for Mark, uh, coming here, doing the draft podcast. Let us know what you think about what your best, what your worst pick of the first round is. Let us know down below in the comment section. Thank you guys for listening. A little housekeeping here at the end. Patreon.com backslash Most Valid Podcast. That's how you come and support us. You can get your MVP t-shirts down below in the store link in the description. You can check out mostvalopodcast.com for everything MVP each and every day. Last but not least, go on to Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Give the Onside Kick a five-star rating. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.